Hello, dear baby listener. Uh, this is Alan from from the future relative to this episode, but still the past relative to when you're listening to it. Um, coming in up front to say a few things that I didn't say at the beginning of the episode in real time. Um, so going to go through these real quick and get you to the episode. Um, step one, I'm going to try and start mentioning this up front, but this is a very spoilerful podcast. Um, if you have not seen God of War and you would like to, uh, save some of the mystery and play it for yourself, uh, we spoil everything. We go in the ending, we go into big moments, everything. So if that's the case, go check out another episode of ours. Um, uh, a couple of other things. Um, we Really great news. Uh, we got picked up by a podcasting network. You're going to hear me mention this at the end of the episode, but I wanted to say it up at the front of the episode. Uh, we got picked up by a podcast network called The Network. Um, they have lots of other great shows you can go check out. Um, their website is B as in boy. I as in the letter. I C as in coy b as in boy again and p as in philip with a p and not an f that's b-i-c-b-p-radio.com you can check out our podcast as well as many other great shows there uh one other little thing is uh when we recorded this episode some of the audio got a little corrupted messed up i've done my best to edit around it and to uh fix it but if we hear some weird artifacts uh just know that future episodes won't have that we've uh figured it out and fixed it so um but should didn't affect the content it's a great episode probably my favorite so far um okay on to the episode yes okay i have to pee very badly so like two one minute break two minute break and then we will we will go into the meat of which. Sorry, it's going on long. These things always go on long. I'm sorry. The meaty no, boys. You're good. That's sort of expected. But yeah, we'll be back yeah. in a couple collect, minutes. Collect yourselves. I have to pee so bad. I've been chugging water. Beer, be. Zach, the bull or uh, who the Patriots or Patriots? Who's Pittsburgh play? Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's. Um, that game's going to go either. It's going to be a nail biter that they lose or they're going to get their ass kicked. No two ways about it. The, the only hope I have for the division is that, um, is that, uh, Paul Brown is a fucking moron and refuses to pay burrow burrow money. I don't know what they're waiting for every year. The quarterbacks just get more expensive. Okay. No, it's Ooh. just like the contracts. These fucking quarterbacks are getting crazy. Oh, I leave you two alone for one minute. <laughs> hey, football starts tomorrow, okay? Football started already. The the Bills look fucking great though. But uh no, like it's just I think the Steelers are in trouble on Sunday. I th- I don't I had no expectations for this year. I just hope that they don't send Kenny Pickett out to die behind that O-line. You know, get the O-line in the next draft and then there'll be something cuz everybody else is still young, you know. Now I'm we're shutting a young it down. Team. I'm shutting it down. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I rarely use my authority, but I'm shutting down the sports talk. Oh, come on. It's it was just me and Steve. We didn't go anywhere. Yeah, We're everyone else is pissing their brains oh, yeah. out. <laughs> right, do you do sports? No. 
I'll answer that for him. He, he's gonna find. He's gonna lie to you to try. To see you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I watch the bulls get down sometimes. And then... Doesn't he? He doesn't know what he's saying. Socks. Socks. Which socks? <laughs> no, all just the socks. I love the. Socks. I love everything. All the socks. I love watching their big, beautiful socks. Yeah, the way they launch that pigskin is better than any other team. I've ever oh, seen, here we so. go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Steve, you don't watch college football, right? No, 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 no. No, I don't. I don't. No. Think he's having a mental breakdown. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I got too much on my plate to get into college as well. I think you're forgetting uh, to talk about football. It's so the story of God of War. The greatest football game of all time. Jerry Rice and Nidus Dog Football. Uh, I don't know what that is. Have you, have you heard of Mutant League Football? Oh, fucking A. I can't stop it. Uh. <laughs> I'm watching this all <laughs> um, But uh, no, we can we can go back to God of War. Yeah. Steve and oh, I were just you. passing oh, time. Thank Biggie you. wants to I shut appreciate- down the sports talk. God. You know what, Steve? We, we should just do like uh, sports chat sports with podcast. the cheese and Zach. <laughs> do your own sports cast. I don't care. That's what I always title. say on my other podcasts that I'm on because we always end up talking sports a little bit. And I'm always like, by the way, this is not a sports podcast. <laughs> it just comes up. It just comes up. You should bring on, you should do a sports podcast and I will guest star as the clueless idiot who doesn't know anything. I will be well, like, and I will. Then you're qualified. You're qualified for a sports podcast. That's what everyone is. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like. It's all guessing I, and bullshit anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I can do that. I, what we should do is we should do a, a sports podcast and I should be on it and try to bullshit my way through it and see how long it takes for listeners to notice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a stealth. Like, No, here's the well, thing. It's actually like, a really funny it's premise. the Among Us so, yeah. sports podcast. <laughs> like. Where, like, you'd invite two guests on who are experts and see how long you can string them along before they're like, is this a <laughs> But, uh, no, like, there's a lot of sportscasters. Like, you could come up with the most stupidest takes about sports, and that's that's a job. Like, if you stay away from statistics and you're just like, yeah, you know, I think that the Cleveland Browns are going to win the Super Bowl two years in a row, and here's why. Like, somebody's going to be like, okay, like, go on. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the 49ers are, are totally going to, they're going to go all, they're going to take it this year. I don't know. They I could. mean, like, I don't know. Dan's performance hasn't been super great, um, but Dan. I feel like. You know, yeah, I feel no, like maybe, feel like maybe don't use names. It. Yeah, I'm just going to use first names. Like, someone on the team name is Dan. <laughs> so, like, I don't care. I don't care if he's fifth string. <laughs> yeah. Like, you pull up, pull up the roster and just pick, like, you know, pick a, a position. Name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but the injuries. I just, there are people are always oh. talking about the injuries. The okay. injuries. Hampering the feet. Hey, yo, it's Figio, and welcome to Goat Games, where we only play the best games. I'm your host, Alan Newton. On Goat Games, we look at on Goat Games. We take a look uh, on games. We on Goat Games. We take a look at games that are considered the greatest of all time and talk about them. Are they great? What makes them great? Or are they just overrated? Let's find out. We like to have streamers on the show whenever we can, to so we so you can watch the host play the games we talk about in real time. I'm reading from a script this time, guys. It's not going great. Um, 
You can watch me at twitch.tv backslash figgy underscore O, figgy O. And I'm joined today by other streamers. Guys, this is all five of us. So, li- dear baby listener, if you're listening right now, these are the voices that you need to internalize, that you need to make your new parasocial best friends, okay? Um, this is the whole gang. You, we've had mixes and matches for the past episodes, but this is everyone so far. Um, I'm, uh, it'll probably end up being like 50 different streamers by, by the time we're done. But right now, it's, it's us. So in alphabetical order, hold on, wait. I have to figure out my alphabet. Uh, we have Quentin. Quentin, introduce yourself. Uh, you can forget that name. You can call me Rat. Or my close okay. friends and enemies call me Q. Uh, okay. Q. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I usually go by Rat, uh, Rat or Q. And uh, if you're ever curious, you can watch my whatever the heck I'm doing on Twitch, which is kind of random at the moment, at Rat Parade. Oh, if there's an underscore. You'll figure There's it out. an underscore in it. Let me help you. It's Rat underscore Parade. <laughs> I'm a really good streamer. <laughs> yeah, very, very professional. <laughs> Um. Uh, okay. Great. Thank you, Q. Um. Next is QRSTU. Okay. Uh, next we have Steve. That's me. I'm Steve. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I also stream sometimes. I also don't know what I'm doing when I'm streaming. Uh. But you can come check me out at Twitch.tv/slash/Steve4Cheese4 with the number four, not F-O-R. Or not F O R E like you're playing golf. I don't. I don't golf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't golf. <laughs> I think, yeah. Steve four score and seven years ago, Steve. That has a yeah. whole new a whole new meaning now with Steve yeah. four. Jeez, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I will. Okay, I'll not be make a dirty joke. Uh, okay, next we have. Uh, Do it, you coward. <laughs> um, oh, you know, I did. I did the wrong alphabet. Oh, I did it backwards. Rob should have been first. And it doesn't good. matter. Uh, next week. You could, I can go under super for super Captain Rob. That's what I was looking at. Yeah. I was looking at the screen names and not, not your Christian names. <laughs> not your, your, so next we have Rob. Yep. I'm uh, Rob, super Captain Rob on Twitch. All one word. I'm a variety streamer, accidental just chatter, and recent submitter of a Popeye 2021 speedrun, which should be the third fastest ever recorded after it gets verified by speedrun.com. Oh, you're the one. Oh, yeah. I've read about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash supercaptainrob. I stream Tuesdays through Thursdays starting at 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time and Saturday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. I am also on Twitter at the same name. Any tweet on my Twitter that has a SpongeBob gif attached to it is something that my chat made me tweet. I promise I have not pooped my pants that many times on stream. A likely um, story. Uh, yeah, what? Okay, sure. How come Rob sounded like way too professional? Okay, I wrote it out ahead of time. Mine and rats were just kind of like, oh, we just do things. Yeah, this is how you do it, gentlemen. Um, this is this is how it's done. Take notes. Um, and uh, last, and I mean, someone has to be least. It's probably not him. Uh, but, you know, one of us here is least. Um, is Zach. Being rat. <laughs> or rat, one of the two. <laughs> At this point. Zach. Oh, y'all are too kind. Um, Zach with uh, Zach Tax Games. It's a Z-A-C-H, not K. I'm not a heathen. Uh, I sometimes stream on Twitch. It, it's been a long time, though. But I promise I'm coming back. I'm working on a couple things uh, for that. Um, if you want to come hang out and, you know, don't want to commit to any games yet, but I want to try some 
different stuff uh, as far as Twitch goes. Um, but for the most part, I'm a little bit of a variety streamer with a uh, slight bias towards, you know, the Souls games. I love that shit. Gives me life. Um, you know, the la- I think the last thing I streamed hardcore was Elden Ring. And then I moved and finally got all my stuff set up and working again. So that was a big step. And then I got really good internet again, which was the other step. Now I just need to, uh, you know, hit that go live button. But it's easier said than done sometimes. We are waiting with baited, which I don't know what that word means, but suffice. My breath is definitely baited breath for you to come back with anticipation. Yeah. I feel like if I come back in September, though, when it's uh, September, it'll be like, oh, this guy wants money again. Hey, that's what I did. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> like, dude, I don't want, I don't want money. I just want people to hang out. Um, yeah, and well, you know what? And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna break this like humble pie fucking str- uh, uh, string that we have going and say that I'm a fantastic streamer. I'm great. It's true. I'm, a, I'm I'm amazing. None of this humble. I don't know what I'm doing. Shit. Like you should come watch all of these people, and especially me. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's <laughs> no, true. <laughs> I would say um, especially Rob, but especially oh, Figgy, you. but especially Steve, but especially Q. Yeah. No. 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 But all, especially we, we, Zach. We got all the amazing people. Cool. Should we just kiss? I feel like we should just kiss. Yeah, we so, should yeah. all yeah. get real close. Five way kiss all at once. It's like a like a Twitch witching ritual. <laughs> the five way Twitch streamer kiss. Um, well, fuse like Voltron and become an ultra streamer. Mm. Um, that reference is way too old and dated for ninety percent of people who listen to anything. Meanwhile, I literally have a Gundam on my desk from That's a show true. from nineteen seventy nine. That's true. Yeah. I mean, like, we're we're old men. You can't tell by the, uh, what sounds like, honestly, borderline pubescent voice I talk with, but I, I'm an old, old man. Um, uh, so, yeah. Okay. Love being old. Love being pubescent. Okay. I'm, that's not going in the podcast. <laughs> Love being pubescent? Is that what you were about to say? <laughs> okay. Um, I think now you don't get to cut it. Here's a good descriptor of my age. I woke up yesterday and I guess I slept the wrong way you're supposed to sleep because I've been walking hunched over like a dinosaur all day. My back hurts. Oh, no. I did nothing wrong. It's true, Uh, though. I used to run and I would jump just for fun. I you mean both thinking, your feet would like, leave the when? ground at the same time? Yes. Of and I was thinking Incredible. the other day, like, when's the last time I tried to get both my feet off the ground for no reason? <laughs> Don't <laughs> do it. Jumped in years. The risk isn't worth it. Don't do it. <laughs> the bards still sing of it. <laughs> yeah. He ran bare breasted in the fields, leaping like a gaz- <laughs> like a fawn. Okay. Um all right. Uh, why are we? Why are we here? <laughs> to talk about your leaping. To talk about your your vertical leap. Uh, today we are talking about the game God of War, the 2018 version, um, the old man God War version. Um, I'm gonna do a little intro and a little like uh, to do about why uh, it's good. Um, last, so okay, dear baby listener, behind the scenes. Um, uh, Rob had the idea last time of he's like, oh, you know, we should do like a little elevator pitch of like, you know, why the game is good. What makes it great? You know, just add a little sheen of professionalism on this turd. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. And then Rob came in with this emotional, like beautifully <laughs> written narrative about how Earthbound changed his life. Um, so 
uh, the gauntlet has been thrown down. <laughs> and so these are going to get progressively more like intense until like the whole podcast is just an essay. Um, so if I, if it's a little over the top, it's Rob's fault. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like kidding. God of war. No, God of war is the eighth. In, here we go. A one, a two, a one, oh, there's a fly on my screen. A one, a two, a one, two, three. And uh, the God of War is the eighth installment of the popular God of War franchise developed by Santa Monica Studios with lead direction by Corey Barlog, not Balrog. No matter how hard you want to say Balrog, it's Barlog. Do you know how many times I was like, oh, yeah, Corey uh, Barlog or, you know, Balrog. And they're like, what? You can't. Yeah, no, you can't. It's like you just you immediately picture Gandalf and do not pass in the whole thing. It's bar log. Uh, the game was released in 2018 to, to critical and fan acclaim. It performed very well commercially as well. It sold over 3.1 million copies in its first three days of release, becoming the fastest selling game of the franchise and one of the fastest selling games of the PlayStation 4 of all times of all to- time of all time. It has since sold over 19.5 million copies at least since the time of this recording. That's the most recent sales figure I could find. Um, that was in 2021, though, so it's probably sold even more. It's probably up to 20 million. I'm that, just going to say, it's, um, I'm, I think they put it on the uh, PS Plus, and I think you can get it with like the PS5 like back collection. So there's probably you know even more people have played it than 19.5 million. Every person has played it. I'm sure Joe Biden has played it. Everybody has played this game. Um, (laughs) The God of War series centers on Kratos, a Spartan warrior who sets out on a quest to destroy all the gods in the Greek pantheon after being tricked into killing his own family by the Greek god Ares. Um, You know, it happens. Uh, The Greek arc of this game would last for seven games total, the last entry being God of War Ascension on the PlayStation 3 in 2013. The series was generally lauded for its responsive gameplay, brutal combat, and the incredible scale of its levels and boss fights. The game also received attention for its over-the-top violence and sexual content. To this and to this day, the series is inextricably associated with excess. The 2018 God of War marked a reboot of the franchise and a departure from the hallmarks of the series the previous seven games had established. Every, everything from the combat to the camera is revamped but it is Kratos himself that has changed the most. In this entry, a much older, generally calmer Kratos sets out with his son, Atreus, to scatter the ashes of his recently deceased second wife. It's also the mother of Atreus. Along the way, he draws the attention of the Norse gods, and despite his best intentions, ends up doing what he does best, beating the absolute shit out of the divine. However, the plot, god-smashing, and MacGuffin-hunting takes backseat to the true driving force of the narrative, Kratos' relationship with his son. Barlog has said that his perspective on gaming changed when he had his son, and this game makes that apparent. The two start as father and son, essentially estranged from each other. The player will watch the father and son grow to to understand each other and learn from each other, and they will watch Kratos reckon with his own past and failures. The game takes its time developing these two characters and their relationship with each other to a degree rarely found in any game, let alone a God of War game. A series that used to be synonymous with mindless fun has learned how to revel in its intimacy just as much as its violence, its nuance as much as its excess. And it uses one of video game's strongest characters to teach a lesson on vulnerability. God of War 2018 is a goat. Spoilers for my decision. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was supposed to be an elevator pitch. That was sexy. Come sexy. right out there and say that, huh? Yeah, spoiler. I mean, you guys. So yeah, you guys. The episode guide. Right, let's coming. back it up, guys. It's been decided. We're out of here. So <laughs> next time, you guys. <laughs> all four of you have to try to prove me wrong now. No. Just no. Um, 
I, I don't know if these elevator pitches is if it's like because I mean the general idea is that someone who likes the game should do them, right? I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, like um, if like an elevator pitch is like, how would you sell someone on this thing? So it makes sense to have someone who loves it sell the thing, right? You know, like if and that was I a come, really long elevator ride. <laughs> it's like like for the sixtieth floor of a high rise because I that took like. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy in the elevator is like, okay, dude, stop talking. Like, look. Yeah, like if um, I came in and was like, yeah, God of War 4 is about kind of a jaded asshole who sucks and I hate him. <laughs> the combat's awful. The puzzles are terrible. Uh, but we're going to talk about it. You know, like that's not a good yeah. elevator pitch. So, Exactly. You want the listener to be excited about the dear baby listener. I hope you are excited about this game um, so we can trick you and actually tell you about how terrible it is. You know, <laughs> it's got me even more excited and curious to go play the old ones because you just said that Kratos is a much calmer, wiser man. Yeah. In this yeah. One. He seemed pretty yeah. damn intense. Oh, no. no Holy um, smokes. No, like the original like PS2 and PS3 God of Wars are a whole different ballgame. Like this is very toned down. Like the the sex and violence in the like the first three core games is like, oh my god, maybe Tipper Gore was right and video games need to be banned. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, and well and I think I mean I as we'll get into the um the the, the developers of this game are extremely aware of that history like it's because of that history it's honestly kind of because of that history that this game is even like more effective i feel like um definitely so yeah so speaking of i mean let's go ahead and do a little round robin and briefly talk about like what is our experience with god of war uh i'm gonna do any mini my mo any mini mini mo catch a tiger bias toe if he hollers let him go rob you go first all right this was the first god of war game that i've ever played i had not played it before the podcast um, so yeah, this was my introduction to the series. I went in expecting like a straight up kind of character action game. And it's not that exactly. It is a little different from that. Um, I wanted to not speed run through the end of it. So I started playing early and managed to beat it about a week early. Cause I didn't want to be here so tired that I kept calling it undertale. Um, <laughs> it'd be wild if you confused this game with undertale <laughs> and um sans i mean kratos yeah and then like since i beat it early and had extra time i decided to go back and play the original god of war to as like a point of reference because i was like i could do that or like spend a whole week throwing my face into valkyrie fights and i felt like that would be kind of more valuable in terms of giving me some perspective so I ended up playing the original one and God of Four. Um, oh, nice. Excellent, excellent. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a tiger by so if he hollers, let him go. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Quentin, Q, rat. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, much like Rob, uh, this was my very first experience playing God of War. I was vaguely familiar with the franchise in the game because, you know, it's pretty popular and polarized but I have never played any of them. I didn't know any of the story. I don't know anything about God of War. All I know is Kratos, bald man with a red stripe on his head, beats a lot of people up and is very angry. Uh, that was about it. So this was my first experience going in and playing God of War 4. Um, I am super excited to go back and play the older ones after playing this one, but I still I have a vague idea of the previous plots now, very vaguely. Um, but this is the first arc and experience I've had with the franchise. Nice, nice, nice. And then, 
Steve, eat shit, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a conversation wow. we have all football season, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so unlike uh, Rob and Rat here, I actually did play all of them. All, like True all fan. of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not even like I love these games. It's just something that happened, I guess. Um, I got the, well, you, I didn't even get it. My dad plays these games, right? So my dad got the original one on PS2 when that came out because he heard that was good and everything. And he's, uh, he's he holds his own in video games, but there's certain parts where he's just like, yeah, I can't do this. Can you try to beat this for me? And I, I would, you know, I'd take the controller over and uh, I would beat it for him. Um, he, we also played all of these on the uh, the hardest difficulty, too. That was something we were just like, Ooh. yeah, we, we got to go balls to the wall here or not at all. Um, so, yeah, so we started out on the original one and we've just kept up with the series ever since. So then two came out, we played that. And then three came out on the PS3, we played that. They had a two side games, I believe, on the PSP and PS Vita. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't play those on those systems, but they did do like some sort of collection where they bundled the two together and released it on PS3. So I played those. Um, and then there was God of War Ascension, I believe it's called, which is like a prequel game. It's probably the worst one. Um so we played that, and then uh, we were, you know, we were stoked for God of War four, and uh, we obviously played that. And I got, the, I got the new one pre ordered at uh, seventy five dollars with uh, PS five. That's the Ragnarok one. Yeah, no, 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 just the regular edition. Oh wait, no, no, the new, the new one coming out. The Ragnarok. The new one coming out. Yeah, it's not like a special yeah, yeah. edition or anything, but it's just. The, the price of ps5 games now are just yeah 75 dollars a pop which is so sad but whatever that's a whole nother times topic. are tough man yeah Some, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people can't eat and i can't get my ps5 games at the I price know, right <laughs> i know i know it's, it's it's sad times indeed but yeah that's uh so I, I i've kept up with the series me and my dad have been you know going through all these games and we're likely to do that with the uh the new one coming out as well um Okay, excellent. Wow. I mean, I, I didn't realize I had like such a uh, strong like father-son familial bond. So well, I mean, you, you said that last episode about Earthbound and like, oh, wow, I didn't know you were that deep into it. It's like, I'm really not. It's just like something that happened. And I don't know. I guess I've, I've managed to keep up with the series. Um, you know, the, the God of War, this one that we're talking about, I haven't played this one since it came out. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little... You know, <laughs> it's been a couple of years, but you know, I still have a general idea out of everything. And well, and if you've played the entire series, I'll also give a good perspective because some of us here have not. Maybe none of us here, and we're about to get to Zach have not played the entire series. And also, it's a good thing that you like these games and you have these connections, Steve. I'm not calling you out. I'm not putting you on blast. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. You're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it's a. Uh, quite the father i just don't I, I just don't want people thinking that i like when i play these games i paint my face red and like you know rip my shirt off and your show my shirt like your abs and everything right yeah it's not, it's not like that sweet. it's a little You're really gonna steal that fantasy from our listeners <laughs> yeah right? exactly that's yeah. a great idea for a stream like I'm, shave your head bro do it yeah <laughs> just cover yourself up in flour and yeah like... exactly yeah, yeah right. no go go you know get crazy with it you know get ashes out of the fireplace 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. That's crazy. You're gonna have to grow that's your beard crazy. out for another like two years to get that Kratos beard. Yeah, give it a week. It that's a week. probably like a, <laughs> oh, yeah. a reference only Steve and I are gonna get though. Well, no. Do you do you know why? Uh, um, our Colin oh, think dear. I have some bad news God for you, bud. Dang it! Gonna monetize. Yeah, we'll just rejoin the call. <laughs> Hold on, the call is ending, dear baby listener. One second, extend call. Fucking a, no free, no free lunches in this world. Right. Um, I told you, man, we got to go to the ZenCaster because it's free. I get. I guess so. Tonight, Hold on, let me buy this and then I'll cancel it. Uh, um. But yeah. Um. While Figgy does that, does anyone other than Steve know why Kratos is like an ashy color? I yes, do. Yeah. I do. You know. Okay. Because so it like, talks yeah, yeah. about it in the first game. Yeah. No um, idea. It's well, uh, he's covered in the ashes of his dead children and wife because he killed them. He <laughs> <laughs> just did an actual spit take. <laughs> yeah, like he straight up, like he was tricked into butchering his family. It's very much like if you're into Greek mythology, it's very similar to what um, happened to uh, Hercules. Or Heracles, if you want to get super technical, where they were tricked by a god into murdering their family. Um, but like, um, Rick, but like, right, right, right. Piranha, um, I was tricked. Please. <laughs> Sorry, babe, I was tricked. Oh, yeah. No, it's like um, he sees them as enemies. Like, he, he's actually like tricked. Like, there's some deception going on. It's just a prank, bro. It was oh, like, but it was all like, it's all. <laughs> It was all like a plot. Um, it was all a plot by Ares to get uh, Kratos to be his general. He figured he could trick him and then be like, make it his, um, you know, his penance, like to redeem himself. It's all, it's actually uh-huh. pretty deep. Ooh. I knew, um, I knew it was a trick by Ares. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know the reason why, like why, but yeah, I guess, he wanted, he like- wanted Kratos to like Kratos was a Spartan and he was like a really good warrior and, Basically, like I, he was about to die on the battlefield, and he sells his soul to go like on a rampage. And um, you know, you got to play the game to find out, though. That's but that's pretty okay. much why, he, like, you find out the Greek pantheon's a bunch of assholes, and that's pretty close to actual mythology. Yeah, they're yeah. the worst. So he just um, never bathes, never sweats either. <laughs> oh no, they're like it's like permanently burnt into it's his like, skin. It's magic, Q. It's the- but also he probably doesn't ever bathe. <laughs> all right, all right. Sorry, I'm, I'm digging. He didn't just here. smudge it on him. <laughs> no, real it's, quick. it's uh, it's burnt into like his flesh. Um. Well, uh, Zach, do you want to talk about your experience with the game, uh, really quick? Absolutely. So uh, my experience with God of War is pretty significant. Um, I've played almost every single game in the franchise. There's a couple like mobile games that I never bothered with, um, because they're not like God of War, but. When this came out, like in 2005, um, I was really into games like the Xbox version of Ninja Gaiden, Devil May Cry, you know, just the hack and slash games, but you have to actually have some skill. And like God of War came out at that right time where it was like, okay, like I mess with this. This game plays cool. Um, And, you know, I played it uh, at a friend's house. Like when it came out, we got the whole way to Ares in the first game. And I remember my buddy just getting curb stomped. He's like, this game's impossible. This can't be done. I was like, hand me that controller. Let me, let me daddy show you how it's done. Um, you know, like at that point, I'd cut my teeth on like Ninja Gaiden Black, which is significantly harder than God of War. Even oh, on the hardest. Such a damn good game, though. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, that, that could be a good candidate. Um, if I want to make you all suffer, <laughs> um, well, I love suffering, I love but, uh, anyway, back to God of war. Um, you know, I've, um, was a bit a big fan, um, going back to like when David Jaffe was, um, the head creator, um, he, I knew him best from like twisted metal, which most of you probably played oh. as kids. Um, he yeah, used, he used to be guy. like, he used to be a pretty big figure at Sony and God of War was his baby. Like a lot of people associate Corey Barlog with God of War, um, but he really didn't come into prominence on the franchise till God of War 2. Um, he was the lead animator on the first one and David Jaffe was like, it was his baby. Um, you know, it's what he did after they asked him, like, what do you want to do? You've done Twisted Metal. What do you want to do now? Um, so that's what he did. Um, and I've just been a big fan of his. Um, but, you know, I've played most of the games. I think I didn't play Ascension, but I was just because it didn't look like God of War. Don't bother. It, it just it didn't look good. Um, and then <laughs> I remember. Too. I believe. I mean, it's a prequel in a yeah. longstanding franchise. It's just a cash grab. But I remember when the trailer for God of War 2018 dropped it um, like E3 2016 or 17, whatever it was. I remember like the mixed reaction where people were like, wait, what? This is God of War. Like God of War is a hack and slash. What's this? Like, what's this uncharted shit? Like what's going on? Like, this isn't God of War. And I remember sitting there being like, oh, this is going to be fucking dope. Let's go. Um, and, you know, obviously um, picked it up day one. Um, and then, you know, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, excellent. Well, uh, so my experience is I had always known about the God of War series as a kid. Um, uh, never played it. I don't know why I didn't play it. Like, I was going to say, like, oh, my parents were, like, oh, like, too, like, it, it was, I was going to blame it on, like, strict parent Christian household upbringing. But that's not really the case because they let me play Mortal Kombat. And they also like, and I also so I had, didn't play God of War, but I did play a God of War clone. I don't know if anyone here has ever played Dante's Inferno. Oh yeah, dude, Dante's Inferno. What? Fuck. That ain't no clone. That game, that yeah, game stands well, on its own. I will have never played God of, never played the original God of War, so I don't know. I can't really say, but I've been. It seems like a lot of people call it a God of War clone. It's a very angry man working his way through a religious thing uh with badass weapons i, I don't know i mean maybe it, it's not it, it's fair to say that it's a clone because it's clearly like you know you took some something with a little, you tried to add historical accuracy to a hack and slash game so it's naturally going to draw comparisons but um it really does stand on its own like if you have the opportunity to play it it's worth checking out um it actually it's a little bit deeper than god of war as far as the combat goes oh maybe so um so that, that was my only i mean yeah, if, if any listeners are listening, if you try to play that game, it's uh, pretty, uh, by today's standards, got some nasty stuff in it. Um, but this isn't a podcast about uh, Dante's Inferno. Um, this is a po- so that was my only real experience with anything resembling God of War. I never really played it. Um, I always I knew of it and what it was and its reputation. And then, yeah, and then God of War 2018 came out, and I was like... and saw a lot of positive reviews about like, Oh, it's a good story. And it's like, you know, it's, it's like emotive and stuff. And I was like, Oh, good story. You say, I might cry. You say, Oh, well, that sounds, that sounds great. And then I, uh, yeah, I just picked it up and I've, I loved it. Um, I've beaten it two times. Uh, the first time I didn't platinum it because I didn't want to go find all the stupid crows, but I did, I did everything else short of that, of a hundred percenting it. Like I, 
I beat all the Valkyries. I beat uh, the um, I beat all the trolls and shit. Um, and then I, my wife, uh, colloquially colloquially known as Mrs. Figgy, um, uh, when we first got married, I was like, video games are art, okay? Like you, like you see this game, and we actually played through it on like ultra easy mode just to make it like a more of like a story, more like a cinematic experience, and she really enjoyed it too. Um, and then now I've, uh, played, played it for this podcast and it is great. Every time I play it, I'm always like, I'm always like, Oh, it's better than I remember. Um, it does. It's a great game. Love it. Um, but, or maybe I don't, maybe it's not going to be a goat. You don't know. I keep the mystery alive. Uh, uh, so yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, how I feel about it, how, how let's get into it. Let's start going through it guys. Um, how do we feel about this game? How, like, what's what, what, what? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Does it does is it? Too, it do you just want more mindless action? What? What? How do we feel about the game? Uh, I loved it, start to finish. Um, absolutely loved the game. Um, you know, I'm looking at a list because I I want to say like for 2018, I want to say it was my favorite game. You know, I'm trying to look and see what else came out that year. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 came out that year, but I think it came out late enough that it wasn't eligible for Game of the Year awards. Um, oh, gotcha. Um, but I'm not sure on that because um, I know like God of War above and beyond like ran away with all the um, Game Every of the Year award. awards. Um, no, it looks like it was eligible and it beat out Red Dead Redemption 2 for Game of the Year, cool. which says a lot. You know, Red Dead Redemption 2 is considered a GOAT game as well um we'll probably be on this podcast at some point i mean I'll, I'll dress up as a cowboy for it but um you know when it came to god need of to war for the uh, game for that you know just like the minute it booted up i was just i was hooked like i pretty sure i played for like 20 hours straight without stopping uh. you're right though uh zach the moment you turn the game on from the menu like you're oh, already you don't even realize you're already immersed and you're in the game and then you just have to hit let's go. And that same picture you're looking at, you just start swinging and you're knocking down a tree. Like you're already like in it. And it's so enveloping that just draws you in. It was, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. And I, it, it, the, the, I feel like the shot starts from this, like you're looking up at Kratos. I, what it evokes for me is like the perspective of Atreus. Like you're looking up at this, like, huge godly figure and until the, and the, yeah, the game starts and you're like and you hit start and you're immediately in the continuous shot like the second credit uh, beginning credits stop rolling you're immediately in like the open like the, the continuous shot that goes throughout the whole game um let's let's start it with let's start well we're already talking about it let's start with the story i guess um like how like or should we save the story for later since that's kind of like the big like i think like maybe a good place to start would just be the gameplay changes, you know, like, uh, you know, cause God of war was a hack and slash over the top, violent and sexual game. And then we see this radical shift that a lot of people were kind of down on where it's now more of an adventure game, an open world adventure game. Uh, the gameplay is pretty similar to what it was, but the story, you know, th they're trying to go down like the naughty dog school of, hey, we're going to tell you a story like you're here for the story. Gameplay is secondary, but the gameplay is definitely very, very good. 
Yeah, how do we feel about the Leviathan Axe as a weapon? Oh, wait, hold on. Q has a very interesting you mean, perspective. You mean the tool? The tool <laughs> that you use for cutting down trees? Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty handy. <laughs> Q, why don't you tell... Artifact. Why don't you tell the listener how you played this game really quick before... <laughs> I played this game as it was probably intended to be played. So you have this, this towering beastly hulk of a man who's super brawny and badass with these magnificent powerful meaty fists which were made for punching and he has these tools to you know facilitate life build his house cut down trees sharpen spears whatnot and i approached the game with my my beautiful meaty hands whenever somebody needed pulverizing so i would put my (laughs) tools on my back and I just punched the shit out of everything, and it was so satisfying. And to my point, they would not make a game so damn satisfying to punch and kick and go Hulkamania on people if that wasn't their original intention. So I, sorry, not sorry, chat, who is now all my enemies and they hate me, because on quote-unquote, I ruined the game the way I played it. But I did what they said I couldn't do the whole time, and I beat it. So, <laughs> Q did the whole essentially a challenge run on like like unintentionally of only using his fists and never using the Leviathan axe or the blades of chaos. Right? Did you not even did, did you big no, spoiler? The second I got him, I was like, yeah. "Oh, these are really cool." Um, and then I just put them away. Don't you, you have to use them in the one spot though? And only to only to yeah. pull wind around. Can you, you punch those enemies or in oh, Helheim? Yeah, so throughout my experience, I, I, don't know. I didn't do everyone it. Everyone <laughs> kept telling me you have to use your weapons at some point. It's going to make you use your weapons. You can't kill this enemy or this enemy. And I, every time I figured out a way that you could, in fact, not use your weapons and kill everything, they just got more and more upset with me. <laughs> because i was right um so no everything is killable with with your okay with your i with your like fists. the game specifically tells you though they're like you can't use the axe you got you got to go get something that can only kill the dead so you have to go get the blades of chaos but i guess they didn't know they, all that did was, was burn, burn the bushes <laughs> so i could get through passages yeah <laughs> yeah you call the blades of chaos the blade the, the garden shears, shears. Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so the fist combat felt very good did anyone else have any thoughts on the rest of the combat <laughs> the feel besides the meaty fisting let, did let me say one any? more thing meaty so i will <laughs> out, 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 we can't out. say meaty fisting <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this though i'm gonna go back and play the because i want to play the game a few more times it was that enjoyable but i will go back and play it with my tools this time and upgrade those and use those but i mean that is a testament to how good the combat felt where i was completely satisfied with punching the shit and kicking it. and you know barrel rolling into people the whole time and ripping them in half and whatnot that you know it was re- fun good combat i know i only experienced a third of it because i didn't use my other tools but uh it was fantastic yeah i mean that is that is a good spin on your on your weirdness yeah that the game is so well designed that like any way you go about playing it like it has a good amount of focus right like you know like it's not like one of these rpg games where you could have i mean 
which is also great. But like, we can have like, I'm used to coming off of FromSoft games where it's like, well, I can play like 60 different ways. It's like, we're going to, we're going to focus on three. Uh, I mean, there's also the runic things. There's a couple other things, but the three, three primary modes of combat and each one it feels so satisfying and so distinct. One thing I'll say is there's like, those are the three ways you can like fight people, but it's all very fluid too. Like you don't have to like, you know, hit the menu and switch your weapons. Yeah. Or something. It's all done with the touch of the button and it's instantaneously too, um, which is definitely amazing. The, the way they handled that because like each move set is so fleshed out and then it's just like all right now like i know when i was doing like the valkyrie fights it's just like i'm i'm switching between all three things here i'm chucking the axe and then i got the fist and then i get the blades going and you know it's kind of just like a rinse and repeat yeah type you of thing. flow through fighting styles very yeah. organically yeah you feel as like you feel as competent of a fighter as Kratos is like they, they just do such a good job of achieving the power fantasy of making you feel like an absolute behemoth expert fighter, you know, which is like some other games, like other games make you feel good because you have mastered it. Like you, your physical ability is the mastery and you feel cool. Um, and that exists in this game too. Um, I would say it's not as difficult. I mean, we can get into the difficulty as a separate topic, but, um, but what this game it does achieve is just making you feel like a brick shithouse. So you just feel Definitely. like you just feel like an absolute badass. And like 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 Steve said, you're just flowing between all these combat styles effortlessly and just just wrecking shop. And the if the system I, I do think that there's some limitations to it that I you know we can talk about in just a minute, but like as far as the feel of it. Dear Lord, this game makes you feel good in everything that it does. Like, and, and that is like their primary, like they're, they're not as concerned with like, I feel like depth of combat necessarily. And that, you know, we can talk about that, but like, but they, everything you're doing feels fantastic in this game. Um, oh yeah. After um, some fights, you're so hyped up. I wanted to go grab like a fully cooked 20 pound turkey and rip it in half because you just feel so bad. It makes you want to tear something in half. You're so pumped. Yeah. Like I was physically laughing at the end of like, from like joy, like at the, um, during the, at the end of the dragon fight, when you finish off, uh, again, there's spoilers all throughout this podcast. Don't listen if you haven't played or don't want things spoiled for you. But when you finish off the dragon mid game or, you know, the first third of the game or whatever, and like you bring the crane down and the dragon lands like, and cra- like, like just like, perfectly enveloping framing kratos in its maw like oh i was like <laughs> yes like it's just so good I, I made my chat eat shit after that dragon fight because they didn't believe i could kill it with my hands and it felt so good i think i may be the dissenting opinion on the combat because i didn't really like it um much like it's it's clearly good combat it just like i guess a part of it is i went in expecting a character action game like i really love games like uh bayonetta or near where they're like like the type of game that Zach was talking about, it's a hack and slash, but it has a level of skill to it. Um, mm-hmm. And like those tend to have like a very fast gameplay and this feel more deliberate to me. It almost is a little bit of like a midpoint between like a hack and slash and like a souls game in a way, because like mm-hmm. you do have to be very deliberate about the way that you move in it, which like was not what I was looking for, I guess. Um Ah. So, like, I actually ended up liking the combat of the original God of War a lot better. 
at, apart oh. from the, the fucking um, quick time events, which are awful. Um, but like in as far as like the actual fights, I found a lot of this and it's, it's probably just like I'm not very good at that type of combat. So a lot of the times I just be like kiting back using the axe th- throw and bring it back. Um, now, I did handicap myself accidentally for like two thirds of the game up until you get to that like giant um, frozen giant. Um, mm. I hadn't realized that I could level up. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Because I'd gone to that screen, but that screen has um, it has it, so it shows like what you get if you select the power up. But then it also shows a bonus that you get, but you have to have a certain amount of like arcane or whatever. <laughs> and all my brain saw yeah. was you have to have a certain amount of arcane to use this. So I was like, oh, well, I don't have a hundred arcane. So why am I going to put points in this? Um, oh, geez. so I went very far through the game. Even after I got stuff, it definitely felt a lot better after I unlocked stuff. Um, but it still just like didn't connect with me in the same way that like the faster, just like have fun combat of one did. Gotcha. So you feel like it's not, it wasn't, it was neither like mindless and like quick and fast and just like hack and slashy enough mm-hmm. to be fit that box, but also not like in depth and like skilled enough to be like a dark souls kind of like box. Is that, am I understanding? Like, I mean, like it could even, I, I don't know that I would say it's not in depth enough to be like dark souls. Cause I actually do like, there is a lot of depth to the combat. It's just, that's not my taste as much. And like dark souls also gives you a couple things like, one, there's different types of weapons that you can use here. You have three different options. Um, so if one of them is not like cutting it for you, then like it's not going to work. Um, and then like Except dark. The yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> work in fists. every scenario. Yeah, you just played and it then, wrong. <laughs> um, with Dark Souls 2, you can do what I have always done to get through them, which is grind until you're over leveled um, to like just barely make your way through. Uh so, yeah, I don't know, Be- because with this game, like enemies wouldn't respawn, at least as far as I could tell, like if I went back, unless it was a directed, like, you know, like if the story makes you go back through somewhere you've been before, enemies will respawn. But other than that, once you've killed someone, they're dead for forever. So, like, there isn't really a lot of ways to, like, grind the game if you're stuck in a spot in order to try and use levels to get through. And even if there was, like, when you unlock abilities... They tend to be more things like it's going to flesh out what moves you have available rather than like give you more HP or make you more powerful, which is all attached to the armor, which is its own weird system. Well, that that brings up. So wait, uh, Mm -hmm. really quick vibe check. Uh, What difficulty did everyone play it on this this for this playthrough? I played normal. Normal. Did everyone do standard? I played normal. I bumped it up one. Um, I forget what it was called, but I bumped. It's, I played slightly above normal. Give me a challenge. I think is what they call it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I played. Dude. I know th- there's give me God of War, which which sounded miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I didn't do that. I did whatever the one below that was. Yeah. So I feel like because they gave you like four warning like before I hit it, and I was like, I'm doing it. And then it was like there was like four warning screens. I was like, Are you really <laughs> sure you want to do this? 
you can't change it if you do this. Is are you sure you want to do <laughs> you this? You kind like, of strike right. us as a pansy. Are you sure about this? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm honestly glad I did do it though, because the beginning of the game on whatever the second hardest one is, it's tough. Like without like your shit upgrading or whatever, mm-hmm. it's a tough game. Uh, there were times where like I would wussy out on it, and I would just be like, "This is too difficult," and I would bump it back down, and then I bump it back up, and um. And that was the first time I've ever done that. On like I said, all the other God Awards I'd played on intense or whatever it was, but this was like, I don't know. I'm I'm not yeah. doing damage. Like, what's the issue? <laughs> I st- I started on on that difficulty, the one just above or just under, like the the hardest mm-hmm. one. And then I realized after a couple hours in, I was like, I don't think I'm gonna beat this game anytime soon if I don't yeah. just have a casual experience. So I bumped it. It down does to get just regular, easier, like and the- then got through it. Yeah, it does get easier the more you level up and everything. Yeah. Um, and it's probably like I couldn't imagine playing it on normal at that point because I feel like it would have just been a bit too simple, if that makes sense. But, you know, maybe I just like over was over leveled or something. I don't remember. No, I no, you're right. I played it on standard difficulty um, until right before Modi and I forget the other one's name, Modi and whatever thor's thor's babies um and uh, yeah and i was like struck and i was beelining it through the game so again like i've i've, I've beaten the game almost in its entire i've gotten i've almost 100 percented it previously but for this playthrough i was like i i really just want to focus on the main game and the story and you know just for the podcast i don't need 100 percent it. i don't think um and yeah and i was struck at how easy it generally was it took me a while i was just coming off of a dark souls game so i had to like reorient my brain a little bit to the timing of things and stuff but once you get going on standard difficulty it felt really easy um to me and i did no searching for upgrades literally was just going from like checkpoint to check like i was just following the yellow ticker on the thing like the whole time um and i was like just plowing through everything and i'm not an amazing gamer like i'm okay at video games i'm not like a that's not like a like a brag it's the game doesn't the standard difficulties seemed pretty easy um when i upped it to the next level up it was it it was a felt like a pretty significant jump the enemies were a lot beefier and i died a lot more um but yeah so uh, and uh so zach any general thoughts about the combat because i want to talk about the rpg systems in it um before but any general thoughts on uh just the feel of it or the difficulty any, any kind of general thoughts on the um gameplay before we move on to the more nitty-gritty yeah um the best way i could summarize it is that you know when you look at the original games um you know what they were going for was more of like a frantic hack and slash where this feels more deliberate it also feels more visceral and brutal which is mm, kind of weird to mm-hmm. say because the like the gore's toned down, but like the combat feels you know more brutal. Um, and I kind of got like a vibe that they were trying to do like um, you know The Last of Us, but God of War um, yeah. as far as like the combat goes. Um, which um, you know it just feels more right. grounded. Yeah, like I like I don't hate it, um, but I just like I find that you need to find a good balance where like you know, the combat itself feels a little too simple at times. Like Mm -hmm. for a game, like what they were going for, like, I feel like they could have, you know, they could have expanded on the combat, maybe get into a, like a really deep combo system, see what you could chain together. Um, Cause that was kind of a thing in the, in the original games is that, you know, you could chain kills. So, you know, why don't, why not go into like, 
you know, really, really like chaining, like really deep combos. Um, you know, other games like would let you do things like you could switch weapons, like in mid combo, stuff like that. But like, I didn't hate it. Um, I thought the Leviathan axe was very fun to play with. Um, but I also don't think once I got the chaos blades, I don't think I went back. Like I thought the chaos blades felt way more fun, um, to play with. I agree. Yeah, they did. Like it, it felt like a huge reward to get the chaos blades. Um, like yeah. from a technical standpoint, I think what they were able to achieve with the Leviathan axe is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, like it's fun, like just visually it's fun to watch. Um, but you know, it's just like, it's got a war. Give me them chaos blades. Like I, I just yeah. want to go slice and dice. Yeah. And I feel like the, not only the chaos blades, do they move entirely different, but so I kind of liked the grounded realism of the combat. Um, personally, um, I liked the, um, kind of what you're talking about, like being slow and deliberate and like, you feel like you're bringing an ax down into into an enemy into flesh and like when you rip them i mean like and you know it, 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 it great point about like it technically being less violent but like it still feels almost more violent i again i haven't played the old one so i don't want to speak to it but it's because it's so slow and deliberate it's because you're not like mowing down mobs it's because like you're physically ripping apart like an enemy and it and the camera is so close and intimate like it's not like this like zoomed out no pun intended god view of like of the violence it's like you're watching viscera um and and a game that was and i feel like it yeah in a game that would like explicitly be like oh isn't that so badass but i feel like it almost kind of like highlights kratos's like violent nature um it does more to kind of like bring out like you know look at what you're doing like this this is kratos like he, he calls himself like a monster and it kind of brings that out but then the chaos blades kind of goes back more like you don't do that as much i did the, the chaos blades like if they go back more to feeling like oh i'm just blistering through enemies like whatever they're just chattel like i'm just like going through the, like it, it kind of yeah. like, like it removes the gritty kind of like grounded realism of the axe whereas the axe you feel the heaviness the weight of what like you're bringing the axe down you go back to more like, ah, they're just guys <laughs> like with the chaos blades. I feel like, um, so you kind of get a little bit of both. Um, and you know, and the game and Kratos isn't psyched about the chaos blades when he has to get them. Like maybe that's not how it should feel. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably getting reading too much into it, but, um, I mean, if you think you're reading into it the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, why an ax? And I was just like, you know, Kratos is a blunt instrument what's yeah, an axe exactly yeah a blunt instrument i'm like am i reading too much into that like maybe not i mean you know, it's like i mean obviously they don't want to use a hammer because thor, thor. right yeah, um, get, get that, that market cornered you know it's like why an axe and it's like well you know this is it's technically pre-viking when it takes place but like war axes were a big viking weapon you know yeah um so you know thematically it fits yeah now yeah, so what I feel like where I feel like this the gameplay's shortcoming for me, um it was a little easy, but not every game has to be I mean on standard difficulty it was a little easy. And then when I up the difficulty, it's like the combat didn't get harder. It's just like the enemies just one shot you. Again, without having doing like upgrades and stuff. Like again, I was just beelining it through. I was like, this isn't the feel of it isn't harder. It's just that when I get hit, I just you know, I just get one and shot. And you do less damage. Yeah, and you do less yeah. damage. It's just like mm-hmm. their bullet sponges or axe sponges, I guess. And yeah. um and I am like a frail little like yeah. It was kind of like I said at the beginning. It was kind of aggravating because it was just like this is stupid. Like I don't have any armor, I don't have anything, and they're just like one shotting me, and I'm hitting them. I'm just like running around like a moron, like just 
you know, throwing the axe at people and, you know, trying to stay alive that way. It's, uh, but, you know, by the end, you know, like the Valkyries, I don't know, like the Valkyries for the people that don't know are like, there's like what, 12 of them, I think, I believe. Seven. Six of them. Seven. There's seven of them. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't remember. But they're, they're the hardest enemies in the game. And I know, like, you know, Valkyrie number three took me like a week to beat. And then, like, you know, there's supposed to be the Queen Valkyrie. But at that point, you're all juiced up and everything and ready to go. And I beat Queen Valkyrie on like, I don't know, first try, second try, third try, like so, something like that, where it was just like I'm used to them at this point. And uh, it was just a bit, a bit, a bit easy by, by then. But, you know, definitely at the beginning, it was, you know, like you said, you're, they're just axe sponges, the enemies, and they just one shot you. And it's like, all right, this is kind of stupid. Yeah. It's a, it's not a great way to, v- of increasing difficulty. Um, but, yeah, and so, okay, well, the thing that kind of bothered me about the game, and I remember this, I'm, again, I was doing kind of a streamlined, like, idiot playthrough of this one, but my first playthrough when I was, like, very in-depth in it, I felt the same ways. I feel I, I feel like this game could have done with either a lot less or maybe even zero, like, RPG, like, stat-increasing mechanics. I feel like the combat didn't really... It wasn't... Like as good as the combat feels, I think several of you have already said, like it wasn't super like in depth necessarily. Like I, I, I didn't feel like, you know, again, like a, like a, I guess I gotta think of other points of reference besides from soft games, but like where it's like every, you, you, all you're firing on all cylinders, figuring out what you need to do when like you, you can kind of just like jam the same combo over and over again. Um, And so I feel like the RPG mechanics were way too, involved and complicated to warrant for what this combat warranted now if you had a game that like had as like intense and in-depth of combat as like some other titles you know like yeah okay we'll go nuts go off but like i feel like this game could have like either simplified or reduced or straight up done away with a lot of the rpg mechanics but then you have to like well then you know you have to warrant having an open world i guess for stuff to go quest for um but I feel like the mechanics, I feel like the art, like I, this playthrough when I was trying to get through it quickly, I was literally just not even paying attention to it. I was like, whatever, I don't care. I actually read somewhere that the most important thing is to make sure that the number of your armor, like, cause it goes like level one, level two, level three, level four is higher. And that'll do more than all the actual upgrading. And so like that, like, I don't know. Like, and they, I feel like they don't do a good, like, I didn't, I never felt the upgrades the leviathan axe felt stronger when i would upgrade that but i never felt the upgrade of an armor i never felt the upgrade of like a talisman or whatever really um some of the abilities are nice like i liked to upgrade atreus because a lot of his stuff is pretty passive and i didn't think about it um but the rpg mechanics i didn't weren't really doing anything for me the the numbers and the go and the minutiae of upgrading each stat I, I i there's some games where i get into that super hardcore um in this game i just like i don't need this i can just hack and slash my way through it hack and slashing that feels good but ultimately as much as they want to gussy it up as being something more it still felt kind of like i'm just gonna whack these people with my axe and my blades and call it a day like um, it almost it felt like i mean combat was fairly simplistic and i think i it, it almost feels like by design the driving force of this game was the narrative and they absolutely design combat around just in pushing the narrative. So it was yep. it's it's less about the fighting and the punching. That's just the next conveyor belt to continue through the story. So you have these moments of brutal, slower action combat, fairly simplistic, 
to just drive the point across when you need to get violent to then continue start pushing your narrative because you know you look at dark souls games the overall driving force of those games is the intricacy of the combat like that is what people love i mean there is plenty of lore and deep lore in dark souls but that's not you know you don't you don't have these cut scenes and dialogues interactions back and forth like like you're watching a film or a movie or something it's so Dark Souls is so much stronger and more responsive and in-depth with their combat, whereas this game didn't really rely on that or need that to happen. That's just something that's also added into it. But, and, you know, because of that, it, it was a little bit simplistic. Um, I felt like they could have, they definitely could have spent more time on unique uh, animations, especially the kill moves. Mm-hmm. That was one of my things, um, yes. Because at some point it felt like, okay, I just... I've had my fun for the first three minutes of fighting time to just end this so I can continue being engrossed in the story because it was just very repetitive and you know, the, the same animation eight times in a row of ripping somebody in half, maybe next time, depending on what angle you grab them at, it's a different type of execution or something. Well, like there's that. like one of two, a lot of times with a dragger. Like it's like you either rip them in half or you to get the curb stop. Yeah. And the first time you curb stop a dragger feels amazing. The 200th mm-hmm. time. And it's just like in a nuisance. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think between like, you know, spicing up the combat, but it was also, it seems deliberately less, you know, it's more intentional with your kills because it's slower and more brutal, but it still gets repetitive and then, you know, as far as the intricacy of the combat, it was a little bit slow and sloppy at times, like responsiveness of parries, things like that. Mm. Um, you know, going from one animation into holding your shield up can sometimes it would be clunky, clunky or it just wouldn't be responsive. So that was a little bit difficult at times to deal with. Um, and, you know, that's also coming from we spoiled with Dark Souls, which is how you know, their combat is is so intricate and so responsive um yeah problems here and there but overall it's one of the greatest you know response type combat systems that you can you can ever play yeah and my issue with it is like i am fine with simple combat like my that is fine i am also fine with really great in-depth combat that like really challenges your reflexes and your knowledge um just i just feel like like pick one like i feel like these i feel like they gussied up a relatively simple combat system with a bunch of unnecessary numbers to yeah i feel i feel like the rpg system does not serve the combat it serves being an open world they need they need you to like well we have we want this experience of being in a boat which that experience is great we can talk about that in a little bit but we don't we need to put things in these places so we gotta have all this upgrade system that like you know um it's kind of a catch 22 i would say um as far as the combat goes um they kind of go hand in hand but i felt like the lack of enemy variety really kind yep, of yeah uh, that's what i was gonna talk about like it makes the combat feel a little lacking i mean you know like it's it, like I, I mean it is what it is like i get it you know you're on a time constraint you have to do certain things but it felt like um all the major enemy types you see within the first two hours of the game. Exactly. And and this, this isn't a short game, you know, like by the time you hit hour five, it's, I don't think you see anything new Exactly. as far as like your regular enemies go. And I feel like had they had the ability to go 
and put different varieties in it. Maybe the combat would feel better. It just maybe it's not that the combat is bad. It just it starts to feel repetitive, you know, when you're fighting the same ogres, trolls, Draugr over and over again. Yeah, 100 percent. I that was going to be one of my next points. Yeah, like they um, and yeah, it's such a whiny like it's so easy for us to make the name. They need more. It's like, well, you guys are making it like, you know, like uh, I no, that's that's, you know, why I had the ca- caveat like yeah, obviously 100%. there's budgetary and uh, time constraints. You know, this is an insanely detailed game wor- world, you know, and it's weird to say now because like, you know, it, it's a PS4 game, you know, yeah. like that's it's a, for a PS4 game like this looked cutting edge still does um, i think i mean i'm playing on ps5 yeah. and it looks amazing one other like purely mechanical thing that i think would have made a really big difference for me is that they put running on the most finicky button on the whole controller because to oh, yeah. run you have to like push down on the the like joystick button which like i hate that is so finicky yeah. it's so it's annoying. annoying we've had the technology to like sense how far you're pushing on the controller to run yeah. for so long um <laughs> that like and like it so I did the first couple of Valkyrie fights and the first one that I ran into, I slammed my head against that for like five hours before I beat it. And my thumb hurt so bad the next day because in those fights, you're constantly having to start and stop running, which meant that I was constantly having to like push that little thumbstick button. Um, but like even apart from just being like not ergonomically nice, like it makes the the controls for the combat because sometimes you need to be over there fast um kind of more finicky than i think they should be yeah yeah and i'll, I'll just mention this really quick uh i did not like the puzzles uh generally speaking. they're nope. terrible yeah, yeah. bad bad <laughs> the, puzzles the, the, oh, the x here yeah yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I feel like the only reason they exist is to pad out game length. Yeah. Yep. Like I, it's to make you stop and you know waste 10 15 minutes here and there like they did not need to be in this game yeah the only time they're challenging is not when the puzzle requires you to think through something it's when like a necessary piece that you need to figure it out is not clear in the environment yeah. so you'd like run into puzzles and be wandering around for like half an hour like what am i i'm like slowly hauling crystals between crystal points and having Atreus shoot them and seeing, does mm-hmm. this fix anything? And it doesn't. And then like, <laughs> finally like, Oh, there was a hole over here that I've never seen one like it before, but Atreus has to go through it. And there's nothing in the environment to like make it glow or anything like it might another game, which I mean, I get, they want it to like, not feel like a game, but at the same time and like, the well, they wanted to not feel like a game, but then also Atreus is, like, constantly giving you hints about puzzles that, like, the stuff that, like, is hard to see, like you're saying, is not signposted well, but then the other stuff where it's, like, you need to lower this bridge, the thing's right there. Tra- Atreus is, like, we need to lower the bridge! Do you yeah. think of a way to get it down? <laughs> it's if like, it's yeah, super dude. obvious, like, he'll point it out, but if it's like that, then he, like, yeah. <laughs> doesn't help at all. <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't really care for, like, the blue glowy chest puzzles. The, I called them Blue's Clues puzzles, mm-hmm. where you have to look around the screen, yep. like, I spy for, like, the little, like, pots and stuff. Um, there was one puzzle at the very, towards the end in Tears Temple, when you're, like, wrapped up in the vines, and, like, you have to, like, move the sun and moon in a way. And I was like, oh, this is a kind of, this is a real puzzle. Like, yeah. I'm actually, like, here at the end... <laughs> Yeah, it's like here at the end of all things when I'm about to die <laughs> and like and now and this is when you want to give me a real puzzle. Um, but yeah, generally, I thought the puzzles were kind of weak, not the focus I, of the I game, thought but they I, were they were fun. 
I enjoyed all the puzzles, but they felt completely unnecessary because, you know, I'd walk into one, even seeing one for the first time, just kind of take 30 seconds to stop moving and look around and like, okay, got it. And then you just boom, 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 throw some stuff around and then run through. Like it was very unnecessary, very quick. You didn't, they weren't difficult. You didn't have to think about it. Except that one tier's temple was really fun. And you're right. The ones where you had to hit the bells with the glowing runes on them were just annoying. I was like, oh my God, where is this stupid one? I'm walking around up and down the mountain looking in the cracks (laughs) for the... Yeah. Um, so they could have probably done without those. I mean, yeah, so, but yeah, I feel like they were a small enough thing in the game to where if you want to, you can ignore them, which I did in some cases. I was like, I don't want to find this other blues clue. I'm going to move on. Like, um, you know, but for those who are like adamant about doing like, well, don't introduce puzzles if they're not going to be satisfying. Um, but unless as Zach said, unless you're trying to pat out length, um, which I don't want to be like too negative and say that's what they did, but that is kind of a little bit what it, it feels like. like and the game's long already like did it really yeah. like did it really need it like i feel like this is a problem with modern game design where length is associated with value mm-hmm. and i would rather pay you know i i would happily pay you know 60 to 70 dollars for a well curated 10 to 12 hour game 100% then spend 60 to 70 dollars playing a 70 hour game that does not respect my time absolutely and that's such a common sentiment i i, I feel like maybe i just because i hang around hang out around, around a bunch of old people um maybe like when you're young you want an 80 hour experience but like yeah padding out like games length for, for games length sake sake is Oh, sure. Like, I definitely get it. Like when I was when I was a kid, you know, I got to buy like one game every couple of months. So back then it was like I'd go for JRPGs because like I'm going to get a 60 to 70 hour game for 40 to 50 bucks. Let's go. Yeah. But now I'm like, look, I I am an adult. I have means like I want to experience as much as I can. And like I will put 100 hours into a game like I put 100 hours into Elden Ring. No problem. But I felt that game respected my time. You know, versus, you know, something like um, like Breath of the Wild, I felt didn't really respect my time. Yeah. You know, um, still a good game. But like I was like, there were parts where I was like, oh, my God, like, this is ridiculous. I think um, so. I just I don't like it when games pad things artificially, but there are multiple reasons why they have to do it. You know, like it's a shareholder thing. It's like, hey, you know, look, we made we made this game on this budget. We gave you a 60 hour game on this budget. And then it comes to the value proposition for the customer. But you know, I think that's very split, like you said, uh, Figgy, where it's like, you know, if you're, you know, like you know, some people are going to go nuts. Like, yeah, I got my money's worth. And then you got people like us that are going to be like, dude, come on. Like, I just want to roll credits and go on to the next game. All right. Any more anything else to say about the gameplay that, uh, before we move on? I'm going to move us along to the next um, thing. If we have nothing else to say about the gameplay. Satisfied. <laughs> smoke a cigarette <laughs> um <laughs> let's talk about the visuals guys <laughs> um how did this game look it's gorgeous uh until the last of us part two came out it was probably the best looking console game yeah it's it has the full weight and might of sony behind it you know and clearly it shows um uh from a technical perspective i feel like it's just i mean everything from the environments to the the armor i feel like is all like beautifully intricately done kratos's beard looks good like in the ps5 oh, yeah. like he has like beard physics like it's like 
um, like the um, like the effects on the Leviathan axe when you use it, like all the particle effects look great. Um, when you kill enemies and they explode into elements, that that shit looks great. You know, just the the world that you're in. You know, when you go to what is it? You go to like six of the um, the Norse uh, mythological realms. I th- I think it's six. Like they all like they have similarities, so you can tell. Like yeah, like this is this is Norse, but they feel different enough. Um, where they, you know, they look, the environments themselves look great. Um, and then just like from a technical perspective, um, granted, I can't speak to playing it on a base PS4. I've only ever played this game on, um, a PS4 pro and a PS5. Um, I had no technical issues, ran like a dream, even back in the day on a PS4 pro, like, yeah, it was like 30 frames per second, but it was pinned. Yeah. You know, it never felt like it dropped. And then on the PS5, it was just like, oh, this is butter. And it looks really good on PC, too. Oh, nice. Good. You played on PC. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it was it really was breathtaking. It was beautiful. Every time you'd reach like a new ledge or on a mountain or go to a new environment in a different world, you just have to stop. And you're like, wow, just just let it soak in. And then that combined with, you know, the the audio of the game. Really well done. It was you know, just the ambient sounds. And one of the, one of the moments I remember I'm in the boat, uh, rowing like through the lake and I'm going through a cave and I realize while Mimir is talking and telling a story, yep. the second we move into the cave, the audio completely changes and his, you can hear his voice bouncing off the walls and everything's echoey. And then I would go between like, there would be like a spot of sunlight through the cave and we'd hit it and then it would go back, you know, it would stop echoing when I'm in an open space and then go back into the cave. And even the, like the row of the boat that you could hear was just the, the intentional design of the environment interacting with the, with the audio was, was a really nice touch. It was so immersive and beautiful. Yeah. It's they, they do such a good job of putting you in a space um, with both the visuals and the audio. Um, uh steve rob uh, anything you want well any thoughts on the visuals yeah i i agree they were amazing they were incredible it's probably one of the strongest things about the game i thought was the visuals mm-hmm. and the sounds and everything uh it's it's quite the tease to put the uh you know some of the realms that you can't go to i know fucking in the game because yeah. it's just oh. like the other ones are like so cool and pretty it's like well why can't it go to these ones <laughs> wouldn't you like to go to asgard yeah, yeah right <laughs> yeah um, so was, but, but man, you know what, what they gave you was was great um and i definitely have no complaints i just played it on the original ps4 too like the the launch day ps4 system um and i had no complaints i am like kind of salty that the uh Ragnarok's like also coming out on PS4. I yeah, wish it was well, like, yeah, I wish it was just like PS5, but yeah, just I because you, I, I want to see what they could do with it, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I want to like, see them push like the limits well, even more, but it's well, and I just want to feel better than other people who don't have one. I mean, that's I don't really care. <laughs> it's about not even that. Like, I just no, no, that that's 100 it for me. <laughs> I can't speak to you, Steve, but I just want to feel better yeah. than other people. Yeah, like that's that's true. No, it's like I just, you know, like after getting the my hands on The Last of Us remake um, and playing through it, I'm just like, why? I, I want to see a curated experience because like, we got a tease. We had um, Ratchet and Clank or Rift Apart 
And if you haven't played it and you have a PS5, go check it out. Um, probably not going to be a game that makes the podcast, but from a technical perspective, it's mind blowing. Like it's like holy shit, the stuff that you're doing is is great. It's I was really so fun. upset when I found out it was coming out on PS4. I was like, are you kidding me? Like this is I, yeah. this is a game that was so good looking on the PS4, and now you have whole new hardware and everything. I would just I would have loved to see. So. Getting back to the uh, to the game, um, an- one other thing I want to mention about the visuals, and this kind of goes into story um, section of our little uh, breakdown, um, but the motion capture, the face capture of the acting is incredible. Um, again, I don't, I remember it being good, but I don't know if it's because I'm playing on a PS5 or just, you know, my memory is foggy, but like the emotive, the, uh, the, em- emotion you get from these from these actors is inc- is so good oh absolutely and go and go and goes such a long way of selling the story not that they need to they could have like had it be a text story and it would have been great but like it goes goes such an extra layer deeper of just selling this amazing story and writing um that well there's you know like obviously christopher judge's kratos oh my is gosh. legendary i know i'm know, gonna legendary talk about him. performance um, you know, like he, he is Kratos. Like his voice is just so like, when you hear it, it's just like daddy. That is what like, my <laughs> voice sounds like to me in my head. So when you like, that is what I believe I sound like. Um, so, oh yeah. In my, that's like, that's my inner voice is definitely, uh, you know, definitely Christopher Judge yeah, as uh, Kratos. It's not like it's a, it's an actual audio hallucination for me. Like you guys hear my voice, and you're like, "Hi, I'm Figgy," but in my head, it's like I'm, I'm Figgy. <laughs> like that's like, um, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, um, just boying my way through. Just <laughs> boy, you know that was um, that boy. was kind of a small point of contention when in the pre-release for the game was like christopher judge's voice in kratos they're like the act the the actor because you know he wasn't the original voice um you know he sounds pretty similar i don't care no, i don't give a shit he sounds um, great. you know um but he had been doing video games for a while um but he you know he um he was in um def jam vendetta the def jam fighting game um he obviously did like a stargate um video game because he was uh on Stargate. Um, yeah, but he did worked a lot with, um, Blizzard, um, and did background voices for like world of Warcraft and all that. So it wasn't like, Oh no, like what, what is, what's going on? Like you're getting an actor. Um, you know, this was a guy that was in the space, but you know, even beyond that, like everybody in the game does a great job. Like, yeah. It was every just, actor, like one of the few games where I feel like there were no miscasts, um, mm-hmm. at all. And then you get the legendary, you know, first um, Thor's sons, uh, Modi and Magni, or Nolan North and Troy Baker, who, you know, oh, I didn't realize are, that. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, that's Nolan North and Troy Baker. Like, that's As so side cool. Characters. That, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, they work together on all kinds of stuff for like Naughty Dog. They're both legends in the industry on their own, in their own right. Yeah, they're you know, the um, they're the voice actors that like they are on every game yeah. you've ever liked that has voice acting pretty much. Wow, I didn't realize that was them. Yeah, yeah, just uh, the voice side, just the acting in in general is incredible. And we can use that to springboard onto audio, which Q's already kind of talked about. But yeah, the the voice the voice acting is just and like it, it's it's impeccable. I mean, 
Yeah, like I, I don't know what else to say besides it's good. Um, it's just every aspect of this game just has polish. Like it's, the acting was, I think that is what this game was more yep. than the story. Mm. It was the acting. The acting throughout, yeah. you know, the the story was secondary compared with the acting, which is what sold it. It was that is where I was truly like so sold on this franchise or at least on this game and so impressed like it had a you know the story was simple no nothing too crazy um in you know bringing in like the norse mythology and some of that old history and stuff was really really cool and awesome and fun but the the acting is what just i was blown away i was blown away it was you know there was the progression of just the character arc progression that you can see through body language was amazing. You know, you start off with Kratos being so distant from his, from his son, so cold. And, you know, I'm just here to make sure you can survive and be tough. And it starts off with him basically almost never looking at his kid and he can't even touch him. He points at things. And then, yeah. And as it progresses, you see, he slowly starts, reaching out with his hand and is, you know, about a foot away from like consoling his son or showing some affection. And then you see him pull back and then eventually, you know, he lands like a, a, a hand on his kid's shoulder. And And that that just him, that simple act is so emotionally powerful because of the way it was so powerful. And I think one of the, one of the best moments of the whole game that I just, I thought was so good and it really was so immersive and gave chills was after Atreus got sick and Kratos mm-hmm. oh you can see everything about him mm-hmm. like from the smallest little flinches and twitches in his face and his body language you could see he was so distraught but yes. couldn't say anything about it and when he gets in that boat and he's like going to off on his own mission while the kid stays back with uh, Freya, Freya, you know, th- it's just complete silence. He's like, I think at this point he already had Mimir on his back. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. he did. Um, yes. and Mimir can even like sense, and he's not like really speaking. And you can see Kratos like the pain in his eyes, and he's you know holding it all back, and he's just slowly rowing in complete silence, and you can feel like. You can feel the tension in the room, and it was just so good because this is the first time you really see Kratos, like a different Wait. side of him. And yeah, afraid. It's it, it's a it was amazing. It was a, the, the acting was so so well done, and it's the stuff that wasn't said, which really drives home how powerful the story is. And- yeah. Um, so we're coming, we're barreling to, we keep trying to, we keep, we keep barreling towards talking about the story. Uh, but one thing I just want to mention about the audio too, was the music is fantastic. Um, specific. Bear McCreary can score anything yep. as far as I'm concerned. Bear McCreary. Yeah. He hire Bear McCreary. He's so good. Like, uh, specifically all the choral arrangements, like they have, they, they, I uh, have, oh, yeah. they have these several motifs that come in where like, whenever they want to emphasize Kratos, he has his own motif with this like rumbling bass choir. Uh, and then like whenever the mother's influence comes in, you get the mother's theme play, like usually like a singular aria by this, like one beautiful, like a uh, female lead singer. 
And then um, later, when Kratos kind of comes clean about what he is to Atreus, you kind of get the, uh, they restate the God of War theme, which is like all normally all imposing and scary, but they do it with a like kind of a higher pitched choir and they resolve the harmony in a way where it's like sounds nice and pretty and resolved to kind of symbolize Kratos coming to uh, terms with who he is and, you know, bringing that to Atreus. It's just it doesn't. It's not just fun music. It's like they they do so much with motifs and like and weaving motifs in and out of each other to like tell an audio story like underneath this like amazing this really well done um, other story that's not audio <laughs> normal story. All of the cinematic components of it, the sound, mm-hmm. the acting, it's all top notch in terms of like that. Um, even like, I mean, we touched on it, like the camera work. It's a game yes. that has camera work. Oh, wait, we didn't talk um, about the vision. We didn't talk about the camera so much. For, we like gosh, briefly touched so on it, but yeah, like, yeah, like everything about the cinematic component of the, the experience is masterful. And I agree with Q, like the acting is the real sell for me. Yeah, um, I agree. Definitely. Steve, any thoughts on the audio before we talk about what, what everyone keeps trying to steer us to talk about, which is the, the story and the acting and the and the experience of it? You know, there's not really like uh, like memorable songs or anything in it, at least from my perspective. Um, but it's not a catchy tune. Nothing in it's catchy. You're not humming. Like, like walking down the street. Like. Um. But yeah, no, they 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 did good with the audio. All right, all right. Can we talk about the story, please? Because I just want to talk about the story. Yeah, let's get to what let's get to what this game is actually all about. The hokey pokey. No, the story. Um. Uh. Okay. So, guys. Okay. So this is we've been dancing around it. We keep trying to talk about the visuals, and we end up talking about the story. We talk about the audio, we end up talking about the story. We talk about the gameplay, we end up talking about the story. Um. I this game's story is and I think an achievement in video game storytelling. Um I don't think it's perfect. Um I have some qualms personally, but um does anyone want to open up the floor talking about what they liked, what they didn't like about the story? Anything specific anything specifically in I feel like I'm in a minority here. I uh oh. I wasn't for it. I don't know. Oh. It I feel like they play with your emotions more than they play with the plot more. Uh, I do think it's very intriguing. I think this is the most intriguing part of the game and how they tease little things about his past that I felt like was the most intriguing part to me. But in terms of like the plot and the goal, it's like, you you got to get to the top of the mountain. It's like, why? And it's like, I, I, because that's what, the wife wanted she just wanted her ashes spread on top of the mountain and i just i don't know i it didn't really stick with me that being said the journey to get there is very good um but i feel like 
this game does this weird thing where I've never experienced it like this before, but I felt like the game was just like incomplete in a way. Um, And I know that's because they have part two coming and that's obvious. Um, But it really just kind of like left you hanging a little bit. And not like cliffhanger. I just mean like in terms of the whole game too. You know, like I said earlier, like the realms. Yeah, the realms. Um, you know, it's like, oh, you can go pick here. Oh, but you can't. It's like, well, why would you? <laughs> yeah, why would, why would you, you do this to me? But yeah, why would you even like you know offer that? You know, there's people. You know, back in the day, I think of myself back in the day. It's like. I'm looking up like cheat codes. Like, how, how do you get here? There's got to be a way to get here. And like, there's not. It's just like not in the game. Um, it just feels incomplete in a way. Um, and like I said, the the way it ended too was just kind of, you know, it just kind of ended. And I can relate a lot with. It's yeah. It's a. It felt like you know certain games like okay, obviously they're making a sequel, but like this game, it really felt like it just wasn't over. It just kind of like it just starting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree yeah. with that. And like I don't know. It, like it feels what? like you're just, you're in the prologue the whole time. Like you're, you're in <laughs> yeah. the prologue and then the story doesn't really start. Um, really. I'd say it probably doesn't start until you go for, um, you go inside Jorman. Uh, God, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Jorman Gunders, the snake, the the world snake. Like that's Gosh, when it starts. When you go inside, it. yeah. Like when you go inside, that's when that's really starts to pick up. And I know, like the old trilogy, like God of War two, left on a cliffhanger too. But like, were that left on a, a big cliffhanger? cliffhanger. Like a yeah, big but, cliffhanger. Yeah, but that it still felt like it. it ended the story, and it you could tell where the like the direction was going. This just kind of petered out yeah it kind of missed it for me um it just didn't feel like a complete game in a, in a huh. sense I, okay. I don't, like i said i'm probably in a minority there no uh, i mean i mean i i know the feeling you are talking about i have thoughts in response to that but i i know the feeling you are talking about uh, um, and i know they tease a little bit for like the second game and everything like with uh uh, the, the boy being like part giant and everything. He's, yeah, he's Loki. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was interesting. And it was also, you know, like the, the biggest part that stuck with me was the end when he like pulls back the curtain and there's just like the boy killing Kratos. Yeah. Like that was like, whoa. Like that yeah, was kind yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. What is, like the prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's very intriguing. Um, but in terms of just like the whole overall plot and everything, it just, I don't know. Like the game ended and the, like literally at the end, they just went back home and it's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, does anyone else have any thoughts relating to that? Um, so I really liked I mean, the story. Um, I, I agree that like there's a lot in the middle of the story that like, is not doing a lot, but like the start of the story is really strong. And I actually like the goal of mom is dead. She asked us to take her ashes to the highest place anywhere. And our journey is to get there. And then 
it turns out to be a lot more complicated than we thought it would be as like a premise for a story because there's like a built-in emotionality there of dealing with the loss of a loved one. And then, of course, also like it it ties very well into the story of Kratos slowly like learning and opening up to his son. And I think I mean, like, obviously, we're going to talk spoilers here. Like, yeah, no. Oh, spoilers. All I can put a yeah. thing at the front if need be. <laughs> like, these podcasts are going to be inherently spoilerly. I, yeah. I don't want to hedge yeah. our discussion. It should be a given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, should be. You know, if if you're here, it's because you're you played the game and you're like, all right, let's see what these idiots have to say. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like the the you know, you go from the start of the game where Kratos is like, you're not going to carry your mother's ashes to the point where he trusts Atreus enough at the end that he'll let Atreus carry his mother's ashes, like the last leg of the journey. Um, And I feel like the story does a really good job of like that emotional arc between the two of them. And like that, that segment in the middle where Kratos thinks that Atreus is maybe going to be lost to him, like really opening his eyes up about how he has to be more open and then getting reinforced again when they see, you know, the, the, the confrontation between Freya and Balder serving as like, you know, it's not an exact mirror of Kratos and his son, but it works enough as a mirror to him for him to be like, here's my story. This is what I haven't been telling you, but this is what it is. And like, I want to be open with you because I'm changed now, but I also need you to be better than me. Um, And I mean, like, I'm not saying there's no parts in the middle that don't work like you know a big one for me is like the second that atreus learns he's a god he's just like oh, oh my, I'm a god. Fuck I a, I <laughs> yeah. my god fuck everyone i have a whole point about that yeah i yeah no it's yes but yeah i i actually really loved the ending so yeah uh zach how'd you feel about the story what do you want to, I, go off i mean i yeah i i absolutely love the story um you know like obviously the biggest parallel you can draw from like um, just an outline point of view is like, this is God of war meets the last of us. It's the story threads are the same. It's about the journey of fatherhood. Um, Whereas, you know, um, the last of us is more about loss and, you know, recovering from the loss of a child. God of war is about, you know, discovering that relationship with your child. And, you know, Corey Barlog outlined like, yeah, the big motivation for this game was I had a son And this is what I went through, like the fear of being a new father, the fear of failing with your children, the fear that your children will make your same mistakes. And those story beats pop up. And while I wouldn't say the story is overly complex, it doesn't need to be. You know, it's a simple story. It's a very simple premise. And I think it's told well. Um, You know, I like that it starts out and it's kind of low stakes. You're like, wait, what? They're just going to go to a mountain and spread some ashes? Um, And, you know, it's basically just chance that it, you know, um, it's just random chance that that's not what happens. You know, you find out that, um, you know, they find, um, what's his name? Um, Balder figures out that, oh, this guy, this guy is something not human. You know, um, you know, he beats seven shades of shit out of him. He gets back up and he's just like, okay, this is intriguing. And that's, you know, when the bigger plot really starts to materialize, Um, But I just thought, you know, it's very character driven. And that's where I think a lot of people fall in love with this game is that, 
It's not that the story is something new. We've seen it before, but it's the way that it's told and the way that it's acted. Like you can feel the emotions in a lot of the performances. Um, you know, like, uh, whenever Balder dies, like you can feel Freya's pain. Like she, she is not happy. You know, this is her child that she went above and beyond to keep safe. You know, she's now grieving the loss of a child. Um, you know, like, and that's, you know, the core of it is just parenthood and over and over again. Um, I'm, I don't think any of us are parents, at least that we know of, but, uh, like you can relate to it. Like with your, I have a dog. Yeah. You know, I have, I have pets, but, uh, um, you know, Who I call boy. You know, like boy, you know, we, we Fetch. all have parents and you can kind of, you can relate to it from the perspective of maybe being Atreus, just, you know, when he finds out that he's basically unkillable, you know, he becomes a cocky, arrogant teenager. That's adolescence, you know, it's a parallel, um, towards that. Um, but I just, I really love like the little bits that he gets drip fed. I love seeing the relationship between Kratos and Atreus grow, um, the scene when he finally touches him and you can see like yeah. Atreus oh welling up. I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a dad now. Like, this is my child. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I will go to war for this child. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, and then you get like the, just like the things that you get also find out about the bigger world. Cause it was like when God of War was in the Greek pantheon, we didn't know, like, is this in a vacuum? What other pantheons exist in this world? Like, does the Christian God exist? They imply all you know, of them. Yeah, so um, you eventually find something that probably alludes to where the games are going next. Um, like, I buy into a more of a theory that, like, L- Loki is not going to kill Kratos. I don't think Kratos can be killed. Um, I think that's his punishment, it ultimately, is that he has to go through everything. But they drop huge hints where he could be going next. Like, he could be going to Egypt, which I think they probably won't do because of Assassin's Creed, at least not right away. Um, but they also dropped like hints that, you know, Shintoism is real from Japan, um, Celtic uh, paganism. There's a lot of symbolism for that in the map that you find. There's all kinds of like hidden details, like where where the story um, could go. But it's just like I thought it was pretty cool that they switched up the Pantheon, um, that you get a little bit more of the backstory. I love that it can be played as a standalone game as well. Like you don't have to play the other nine God of War games to play this game. You can jump right in and play it and you'll follow along. Like they tell you enough about the backstory and should you play? Yeah. And like, should you play the other games? Maybe. I mean, they're, they're a little dated. They're kind of fun. Um, You know, by today's standards, they're very politically incorrect. So if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, know that going in um, that they are dated um, in that regard. Um, But it felt like evolution, not revolution to me like this is a series that's growing um it didn't do anything new i don't think it did anything new but everything that it did i think it just was executed on such a good level and uh as far as the story goes like it just like it's a performance that i think even non-gamers could watch this as a movie and follow along and be into it yeah 100 percent. like it's very friendly to yeah non-gamers yeah beautifully said I don't think I heard anything that I disagreed with there. Uh, yeah. Um, Q, any thoughts? Um, no, you, you guys, you guys all hit the nail. I mean, the, the, what was so beautiful and what makes it so good. It's not about 
plot. It's about the journey in the plot, and that's the character um, development that you see, relationship between Kratos and his kid, the the struggles you see. Like we all mention it because it's such a jarring moment in the game when Atreus learns that he's a god becomes unbearable and i started to feel like annoying emotions <laughs> of not wanting to do what i thought i was gonna have to do i was like i'm gonna have to kill my kid because he is gonna be a terrible terrible little tyrant i can see it coming out in him he's, like he's a joffrey he, yes yeah. Yeah. yeah like it was and i didn't <laughs> like the idea of it but i was like you know fuck this kid i was getting so pissed at him because he was being <laughs> such a little shit and I really started to actually get worried, like, oh, my God, is the end of our journey? I'm going to have to – I've already apparently killed my dad. Am I going to kill my kid now? And, you know, and then seeing seeing that, like, Atreus's attitude shift and then seeing him come back to himself again and, like, just the natural progression of how – I don't know how that was done and then watching their the relationship kind of fray apart and then begin to slowly mend back together by the time you get to the end of it was just such a such an emotional really well done um journey and that is what the huge drop because the the plot I really like how simple it is it's go spread your mom's ashes and then what you're enjoying is what's happening along the way. And then, you know, you have the side intrigue of Balder showing up and you're trying to figure out, okay, what are they actually after? Are they just pissed because they learn there's a presence of another powerful deity in our realm? Or, you know, you, you start to learn the intricate relationship between Balder and his own mom. Um, and then, you know, it turns out, I believe he was look he was sent by Odin was his dad. Um, and they're looking for Faye, like his, his wife who they didn't know was dead yet. And he's trying to find Faye because I think Odin, it was expressed that is obsessed with stopping his own death at Ragnarok and is, plays a component on launching that. And they didn't realize that she's dead, which is when he finds the kid, he's like, I think you'll do. So he's trying to steal the kid away because it's an offspring of Faye and maybe they can stop Ragnarok that way. It's like, there's a lot of subplots and like deeper levels that you, that you can, you know, experience through this emotional journey, but you have to soak it all in. And it was so good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I thought this story was absolutely a fucking triumph like <laughs> uh, uh, in video game storytelling. Um, so, I was taking notes on things that like people said. So like, so Steve regarding the, uh... oh, sorry, oh, I have to say one oh, more thing. I have oh, to say oh. one more thing because I did say that I agreed with, 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 um, with Steve, you know, about the ending being a little underwhelming. And so the, the reason why I felt that way is because I had actually didn't pay attention to how many hours I played in the game. And I completely thought I had like 10 more hours. So yeah. I go live and within 45 minutes, I Oops. end up beating the game. And I was like, wait, I was like, is this the end? Like, I I just wasn't expecting it. I was like, is it over? What? <laughs> like, I was I so confused because I really thought I had a lot more going on to, but no, that was, that was it. 
and the developers so I was really just, should have thought about streamers more when they make the game. They really should oh, have, you know. It's uh, <laughs> so I mean, part of it's my bad not realizing how far I've gone in the game and that I was actually reaching the end. I didn't you know I was under the impression that we get to Jotunheim and then there's like a whole other, you know, now we're in act 3 and but, you know, it was still an extremely satisfying and I felt like the ending left you with this the silence of now we're going to deal with the repercussions of our actions. Like, yeah. Freya's killing was Odi that he stabbed in the throat. You know, the, the son of another god. Like, there's, and, and then uh, Balder dying. Like, now we just, we leave the mountain kind of quietly and we go back to our life and there's this, this looming, you know, cloud above you of now the consequence coming at some point. But right now we're just go home and chill. Did uh, everybody get the um, post credit scene? Not this playthrough, no. But you've seen, but you've seen yes. it, yeah. Yeah. What's the post credit scene? So, oh, basically, um, that's not the ending. The actual ending is you go back to the house at the very start of the game. And you go in the house, and I think you have to lay in the bed. I'm not sure if that was required or not. Um, but when you exit the house, it triggers a cutscene. And that cutscene flash forwards three years to the end of Fimble Winter at the beginning of Ragnarok, and Thor shows up at their door. Mm. Yeah, and he's not happy. Yeah, ready to fuck their shit up. It's awesome. Gotcha. <laughs> It's like a one minute cutscene. It's not, but it's a potent one. It is, but you know, it's like it's yeah. like the segue into the sequel. And it's just like it's like you. It's like the this shot is like a Thor's hip, so you don't see his face or anything. It's just like he throws his he just throws his cape back, and Mjolnir's there, like like lightning, like and it's like him versus. Oh, oh my god, I want it so bad. <laughs> um. So regarding the plot, um, I like the call to action in this game. The um being that the go go scatter your mother's ashes mm-hmm. um one because it's unique like there is no giant cataclysm that they have to like save the world from or whatever like it's such a simple goal it's like or it's like jarring it's like arresting like oh oh okay oh, that's all we're doing huh so for like for one i like it for that reason and two it establishes at the very beginning like the goal that you are on the quest you are on it's not a physical one. It's an emotional one. Like the, the, the goal of the game in every sense is essentially emotional closure and, um, you know, in developing and exploring the character, the, the goal of this game is essentially Kratos's story arc and his relationship with his son. And they don't try to make it much else besides that. And they do that from like step one, like go take these ashes up. Like that is, um, and it's reinforced even further. This goal like takes on more and more importance, not just because of the uh, stuff that gets in the way, but like the you it becomes more and more apparent that the only thing these two people share in common, the only thing that they both respect just as much, is the mother, and um, it, it they are carrying this thing that is the only thing that unites them, which I think is like just a, so much like beauty and i don't know symbolism in that it's really really awesome um so now the actual plot itself after they established that what i think is a cool goal is a little thin it's just mcguffin to mcguffin it's like oh there's black breath (laughs) 
gotta go get the black breath crystal like like oh there's a door with a with a thing on it <laughs> gotta go get the chisel that beats that door like oh there's there's bushes gotta go get the garden shears like um like it's just like i i feel like that the plot is a little thin and weak in that regard um and they could have i guess made a more satisfying plot if the challenges that they're facing are arising out of the characters like you know i think every adventure plot is that every adventure plot is just there's a thing in the way we gotta get past it go get the thing to get past it like it's just how well you hide it and where those obstacles come from do the obstacles come from a villain getting in their way do the obstacles come from their own shortcomings the obstacles come from you know their lack of understanding or the obstacles come from like what this game does which is just like oh there's a thing there and you have to go get this thing to go past that thing like um uh and so i do feel like they could have done more with that but i feel like that wasn't the goal of the story at all the goal of the story was to it's almost by having such a simple plot they make they carve out more room for what they want to do which is take more time with these characters um and they do. And I think they, the, the simple plot is not a bug. It's a feature, um, kind of thing. Um, could it have been cooler if the plot was a little more intricate? Maybe, or maybe we've just felt more convoluted. I don't know. Like I would rather have a, I would rather have a game with a simple goal that it achieves well versus like, I'm going to shit on a beloved franchise, like a kingdom hearts where it's like, Oh, by adding more convoluted, we're making it better. And it's like, no, you're kind of just, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing anymore. Like, 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 I don't know what the fuck is happening. Like, this isn't good. This is just confusing. Confusing is not good in and of itself. Um, and you can get a game, like you can get a story, like, you know, obviously you can do the opposite where you like, you're like a, a fucking game of Thrones where it is really intricate and it's really well executed. And that's the point. So yeah. So I mean that, that arguably the best MacGuffin, if y'all don't know what a MacGuffin is, I keep using that word. Um, it's a thing. It's a story. It's a thing in plot and storytelling where like, there's a thing the character has to get to move forward. Like it's, um, I think, I think, um, uh, what's the director, the, uh, Hitchcock, Hitchcock, I think is the one who made the word up. Yeah. So the best MacGuffin is the, um, when he has to go to hell to get the heart to make the, uh, magical Vicks vapor rub for the, um, sickness that Atreus, that atreus gets i think um because it arises from kratos's decisions so i feel like that's the only MacGuffin that really stands out like i can't even remember all the other MacGuffins. like oh black breath i guess i gotta go to alfheim alfheim gorgeous by the way i didn't mention this in the visuals because i was trying to move us along i'm one thing i did not love about the visuals is that it's a little samey mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing um thank god they put alfheim in there because alfheim stood out as an amazing visual feast um in the colors i love that take on elves like being in a jungle environment and like being bugs weird um <laughs> yeah they're really cool yeah they need more of stuff like that thank god they had that because otherwise the whole thing would have that in turtle town where the lady lives where freya lives where the <laughs> two visual like differences <laughs> the rest of it is just like you know i mean it's norse it's gray and white and stuff but anyway um so um the plot, so um, I believe someone mentioned The Last of Us. They do a better job of this, where it's also a super simple story. It's get the girl from point A to point B. But a lot of the, um, it feels like a lot of the obstacles you have to overcome feel more organic and more like part of the world. Like, um, like it makes logical sense. Like, oh no, we've run into a group of cannibals. Oh no, we've run into this, like whatever, whatever, what, like this things that you would naturally expect. Whereas in this game, it's just like, 
oh yeah it doesn't make sense but this light beats this black cloud you gotta go get it um so that could have been um executed a little better um but uh still thought that it made room for the store for the characters which is all i really care about atreus's character arc i agree with i think what everybody said um it's not just like it's a shortcoming of the fact that this game is all one continuous mm-hmm. shot so i'm um, the fact that this game this technical achievement that really works to bring in the intimacy of the story which is this continuous over the shoulder shot that they do non-stop with kratos also a technical achievement um works really well on the ps5 because the quick travel doesn't have as much of load times um anyway uh it also means that they have to tell the story of like no this whole thing literally takes 15 hours or however long it takes you to beat like there is no and five days later or like um so atreus is they don't um, mention it so much in the game but apparently when he go when they go to ilfheim i'm to the elf place and he goes into that little portal yeah and he's walking and he leaves Atreus outside of the portal to, to guard. He gives him his axe. Apparently oh, that took say. like a few days that he was in there. Right. And they, they- so the problem is with Atreus. So the thing I'm addressing is kind of like this weird, like snap change Atreus has to being like literally can't even hurt a deer to killing a God for funsies. Like, <laughs> um, like, uh, it, it's, they needed to if, if they either needed to like not make that as drastic or have more time like oh months later after he's chewed on this the, he's become this like you know little brat this joffrey wannabe kind of like thing so it kind of feels like a little bit of like a deus ex machina of the character development to have him just suddenly be like now i'm an asshole oh and now i'm back to normal the way i took <laughs> it at first um, was i started to wonder like okay is this is this the side effect of knowing you're a god? You're instantly yeah, I like guess that's, evil. I guess that's the intention, is that just that knowledge alone would do that to anybody, I guess is what they're trying to get at, but it feels kind of flimsy. Yeah, but also, like, Atreus is someone who knows a lot about those gods, and, like, those yeah. gods are all kind of assholes, right? So, like, I think yeah. part of it, and, and I agree, like, I don't think it's well set up, but I think a way you could have set it up was to be like, Atreus knows that the gods are all self-centered assholes. And, like, he thinks because he's a human, he doesn't have that right. And I do think, like, an immature child, if they think, if their their perspective suddenly flips from, I'm a kid who has no power to, I am a god, the gods are all assholes, guess what I get to be? Um yeah. Like I could see that, but I just don't think that's well set up or if that was the intention, right. it's not like spelled out well enough. Yeah. They could have set it up a little bit better to be a little less jarring or a little less, just more believable. Yeah. Cause that's just not how people behave, especially people as sweet and good as he starts out. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's what they were going for, but I feel like it didn't, it didn't communicate well because they take such care with all the ca- other character moments that this one just kind of feels like it's a little bit out of left field. Um, but the reason they do it is because it's an interesting aspect to put into Kratos's story arc with his son. And so like it provides a good thing for them to kind of talk about and provides a good like reflection of for Kratos. And so even though it doesn't make sense, I kind of give it a pass because it does set up a lot of interesting conversations. Like it, it, it sets up this really great conflict between them. So 
I give it a pass, but it is kind of like awkward. Um, I, I'm basically just picking out things to like mm-hmm. quibble over. To, to, <laughs> besides just being like, it was great. Um, uh, the, um, and I also love how like Kratos's character arc of like this, like shame he carries with him and this looking back on his past and kind of like hating his violence and hating, you know, and just him coming so far. It's also like such a reflection of the series as a whole. It's almost like the developers are, I mean, Barlog kind of essentially stated as much that it is them looking back and being like, we were so violent and so on. And so like crass and so like whatever now, and we have to live with that. I don't know. I, I, I just thought it was really well. I, I, it's something that it's in the conversation with itself. Like it's something that if, if the story existed alone, it would be great. The fact that it exists as a in the conversation with past titles, which I think Zach mentioned something to that effect enhances it even further. Um, and then, yeah, uh, the, I love the dwarves. They're very funny. Yep. <laughs> Brock has some choice lines. <laughs> um, uh, the big bearded beaver and his sack seed stuck out as like something <laughs> the most like Brock and Sindri, the dwarves are super hilarious. And like, it made me hate Atreus when he's mean to them for no reason. Yeah. Like, like why, why they've been like, he's just like, he never showed any amount of being annoyed with them in the past. And now it's like, I don't want to hear about these. People. Anyway, I'll, I'll get off. I'll get off that soapbox. Um, uh, the sequence where Kratos gets the chaos blades is like, one of the best sequences in video games. Like when he, like Athena shows up out of nowhere, no mention of these gods and Athena shows up and she's like taunting him. And she's like, you'll always be a monster. And he's like, but I'll be your monster. No longer. There's nowhere you can hide Spartan. Put as much distance between you and the truth as you want. It changes nothing. Pretend to be everything you are not. Teacher. Husband, father, but there is one unavoidable truth you will never escape. <laughs> you cannot change. You will always be a monster. I know. But I am your monster no longer. Oh, like, I don't know. Sorry. There, uh, there's so many lines in this game that just like, like, especially with the, with the acting, just like, give me chills. Like, you know, like we'll be the gods. We choose to be like the, uh, when he, at the end the, the actual ending of the game, when he like tells him the story of why he's named him Atreus. And it's because of this friend that he loved and respected. Um, anyway, and there's, yeah, I, I think that the plot of the game is weak, but the writing of the game is incredible is 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 really really great um some of my favorite writing in a video game ever um uh their relationship kratos is the way he, you can tell how he starts to warm up to his son by what they do in battle like like he starts off being like adequate and like all these other things and as and as it goes on he's like that was great shot and all these other things like just every little every little nuance of this game is in service to like we're going to tell the story about Kratos and we're going to tell the story about Kratos and his son. Everything is in service to that. And it's, I think it's why it did so well. It's extremely effective. Um, uh, yeah. And then having them talk in the boats, I loved those moments. Like it's, 
such a well, really great choice because it solves so many problems at once. It's a natural, engaging way to do exposition about the world rather than have these giant lore dumps where, like, the care like where you just want to like press X through like the lore dumps. They do that. They solve that by putting it like we're going to put it when you're traveling, and then it makes more room for the them entire to, like, edition to know each of other. Mimir was mm-hmm. such a such an incredible, mm-hmm. perfect like way to solve an issue of you know, filling the silence and educating you and dropping lore. Like the fact that, okay, let's just take his head and he pins it on the back of his belt. And now, you know, they've, they've opened like a whole new world of possibilities for, for how to, how to use this mechanic. And it was done so well and so enjoyable. And he turned out to be a fantastic character that you really liked. And then, yeah, the way that he drops the lore and, you know, you get in the boat and he starts telling your story. And then every time you hop off the boat, he's like, oh, we'll finish this later. Like it was really well done the way he transits out of tales and picks back up. It's such a good way of, of, of storytelling and of world building. Like, cause like usually in most games that would be a loading screen or that would be a, a three minute cut scene like over and over and over again. And this game, like, efficiently gets rid of that and it makes you want to travel like it it, it, it fixes the problem of boring cutscenes, loading screens and lame travel all in one fell swoop by just having these like it's, it's a simple fix of just like just make them talk just write good conversation and 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 have it well acted and now all of a sudden like i'm like i'm like wait like extending my travel time to places because i want them to finish as opposed to like you know it's just great it's well done how kratos <laughs> um, calls him head the entire game yes <laughs> head. Head. and then and then when atreus becomes an asshole he starts calling him head yeah. because like that's what he's learned from his dad like <laughs> yeah <head. laughs> kratos is like low-key super funny there's lots yeah. of like parts where the like line at the start like when Fre- where like they're going to hunt uh-huh. deer and it, and they're like you know trace is like where where are we going and he goes in the direction of deer of deer <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like when Frey when he brings the head to freya and she's like did you kill him he's like at his request <laughs> <laughs> or when like when uh atreus is like tell me a story he's like there was once a story concerning a tortoise and a hare. <laughs> like he just tells it in this like awful, boring way. Um, yeah, like, oh, so good. Um, uh, yeah, I think I said my whole piece. Uh, I think I said everything I wanted to say. Um, I, I had a lot of, I just, this, obviously I really enjoyed the story of this game. Um, to the extent where it's like, it makes up for its shortcomings for me. Uh, there's a lot of things they probably could have done better with the gameplay or even with the plot, but they got me so invested in these characters that I was personally was able to be like, I don't care. Um, like it's really well done. One other negative thing I have, and, um, this is more for future episodes. I am a huge fan when video games tell stories that only work as video games, which I know is kind of weird. Um, the number one example of this is Undertale. Uh, for me, you can't tell the game of Undertale without it being a video yeah. game. Uh, this this game would probably work as a movie, honestly. Um, you probably wouldn't be able to get as much rich of conversations because of the travel time and stuff and the runtime. But but regardless, it doesn't matter. It's well, good writing and good acting is good writing and good acting no matter what medium it's in. Um, and to me, they crushed it. So, yeah, that's it. So we'll say with 
with the story and you kind of like touched on how the story is kind of a meta narrative in a way where it's like the game addressing its own past and saying like we were violent and crass before. And I do think there's something that it, it pulls kind of a clever move that I don't know how I feel about because like it addresses the violence of those past games, but the big critique of the past games that I have always seen is like never the violence it's the way that they treat women. Like playing the first game, I did uh, not run into a single female character whose nipples I could not see. So like that's like how extreme they are in terms of like women are kind of just there to be ogled or sexually objectified in the early games. And I know that like the directors have said like they disagree with that take. It's debatable. Um but I think, like, the way that they set it up where Kratos addresses his past as saying, I was violent and killed a lot of people, and that's the game mm. saying we were violent and a lot of people died, sort of is also a kind of sneaky way of sweeping, sweeping everything from the old games under the rug while only addressing one half of that equation. Um, and I don't know how I feel about that. Um, you know, it's it's hard to, like, own up to a past like that that a series has. And I would not I don't envy the directors having to deal with that legacy. Uh, but at the same time, like, I kind of would have liked it if the story had addressed that side of things as well. But Yeah, that, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. I mean, at the very least, I feel like they don't do it in this yeah. game, but that. That's arguably not enough. Um, yeah, there's like only you know, uh, one Freya's... female character, and like the kind of big plot oh, moment yeah, with her yeah. is like Kratos, Kratos not doing the thing that she says she wants, which is she wants to let her son live at the cost of her own life, and he kills her oh, yeah. son. So like the you know like it clearly it's not treating women in the way that the first game did. You know Kratos is protecting yeah. her. Um, but at the same time, it's not addressing that part of the God of War series' legacy. Yeah, that's true. That That is a shortcoming that I didn't even think about. Um, you know, I guess which speaks to me as a... <laughs> yeah, it speaks to me as a person. But yeah, no, that is a... Um, that's a really, really... Yeah, that's a really subtle thing they did there, is they made this such an apologetic game, but only apologized for what they wanted to apologize yeah. for, I guess. Um, it's an interesting take. Um, yeah, and I guess that kind of makes the conversation it has with its past less impressive, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, it's better than nothing, but I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 far be it for me to speak to that. But yeah, it, that is an interesting take that I had not considered. Um, well, and we're probably but, not uh, the right people to decide, what, you know, like right. if that gets forgiven or not either. So, Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's interesting when you're making a game about breaking the cycle of violence that you ignored sexual yeah. violence that was yeah. present in the rest sure. of the the franchise it's very interesting and like some of the I, I read about some of the sexual violence in some of them and it's like pretty extreme in a couple of them oh yeah um, um in god uh, of war ascension um there's a female boss that you kill and when you killed her the original name of the achievement or trophy because it's playstation was bros before hose and we're talking like this is in 2012, 2013. Like, and it's like a really visceral kill too, right? Yeah, you stomp her face yeah. in with like the heel of your foot. Oh my gosh. But they did end up, they ended up changing the name because there was such a backlash. But it was just like, as you know, 10 years ago, 
like yeah. at Sony Santa Monica, somebody was like, I mean, everybody was like, yeah, that's fine. Green light that. Yeah. That's awful. Um, well, that sucks. I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I don't have any, I mean, I, it's just, that sucks. I don't have like a, uh, I don't have a clever retort for that, you know, um, it's something that I, I honestly had not thought about. I, I think largely because I hadn't played about the other I mean, games. Sure. Like I had heard like, oh, there's sex mini games, but I didn't realize it was so explicitly violent towards women specifically. It's not what this game is about. It's just a thing that happens during the game. And like, right. maybe that wasn't even their intention. The dev- You know, like I'm not one of the developers. I can't speak for them. I don't know that their intention was to pull that clever move. But right. they still but pulled they, that move. They still pulled it, yeah. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, I I, I I, think maybe they did not set out to achieve everything they should, but what they set out to achieve, they achieved well. Um, yeah, for sure. There's, like, a lot to love about this game. It is the moment of truth um, where we, the... Uh, storied, just incredible goat games panel decide is this game a goat or is it a most overrated of all time? A moat. Huh? Uh? Okay. <laughs> um, make your case. I'm going to eeny, meeny, eeny, meeny, my, eeny, meeny, miny, mo it. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a tiger by his tail. If you always let me go. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Rob, you're first. All right. Well, I. Th- I feel like I'm probably going to be the dissenter here. I think this is a really good game, but for me, I don't think I can give it a goat. The parts about this game that are the best part of this game are things that could be a movie or a TV show. Mm. And if the be- if the thing about your game that's the unique selling point of it is it would be a really good movie or TV show, and the gameplay, the, you know, the combat's it's good. It's not my taste, but it's still good. But like, I liked the PlayStation one combat better. And then you got puzzles and like climbing. Um, like, you know, for me, like I like this game a lot, but I, I don't love it. I don't think I, I, I might even love it a little bit. I'd love the story of it, but I don't think I can give it a go. unfortunately sad rip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's one down. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo- eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a tiger. No, Zach. Uh, for me, it's definitely a goat. Um, this is a this All is right. a must play. If you have the ability to play this game, it's on PS4, PS5, playable on PS5, playable on PC. Um, even if you're not into like the Norse pantheon, you're not into the concept of God of War. This is something that you owe to yourself to play. Um, is it a perfect game? No. Um, but I don't believe a perfect game exists. You know, it got a lot of 10 out of 10s. I don't think there is a 10 out of 10 game, but I do agree sure. with, you know, like the Metacritic consensus is that this is a 94 out of a hundred. Like, yeah, I, I feel like this has definitely earned every bit of that, like 9.4 out of 10. Like that's probably a rate around where I would score it, uh, personally, um, I don't think I've met anybody that would be, you know, that would say, no, this is a waste of your time. Like, this is something you need to experience. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a longtime f- uh, fan of the franchise. It doesn't matter if this is your first game in the franchise. Um, it's a technical marvel, what was done, um, you know, on the base PS4. 
Um, it's just something I feel like if you are a, you know, a gamer, the capital you know, this, G. Is, this is a game, you know, this, this is a game that you need to play. Um, it lives up to the hype that was around, you know, the release. Um, you know, it does so many things, right? Like, is it flawed? Yes. Um, you know, would I even go so far as to say it's, is it a flawed masterpiece? Yeah, I might go that far, uh, with it, but you know. Um, it's definitely worth your time. Um, and I would definitely put it in like a top, you know, top 15, top 20 games of all time list. All right. Excellent. Um, all right, here we go. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a tiger by his toe. If he hollers, let him go. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Steve. Um, I really like this game. I do think it's a must play as well, but I don't think I can give it the goat status. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Well, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like, you know what? I feel like I can't even judge this game until the second game's out because I just feel like it's mm. not done. It's not like it, the game's not over. And I'm waiting for that patch, that $75 patch to come through where I can complete the game and uh, <laughs> judge $75 <it> DLC. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because it's just like, I don't think it's done yet. And I can't judge it now as of now i can't give it a go because i don't think it's finished and um you know the combat's great i like the combat i like the game a lot i do think it's a must play if you have a ps4 it's definitely it's probably the best ps4 game um blood i like god of war 3 more i do i don't know i think god of war 3 is the best one so far so (laughs) you know i think you know because of that and you know like i said maybe once that that 70 dlc comes in i'll be able to judge it as a whole but for now um on its standalone i just can't say it especially when the second game coming out which november yeah i feel like like, like, coming out with that coming out i feel like it's just going to be uh it's going to overshadow this hopefully i'm assuming you know, they'll, they'll probably tweak some things, but at the end of the day, it's going to be the same game with probably a better plot. Probably. No, we are we are less than two months to the day uh, at the time of recording from the launch. Okay. I got it pre-ordered, so. <laughs> <laughs> but that, without that being said, um, as of now, I, I can't give it a go. Um, All right. Unfortunately. Okay, that's fair, I guess. Uh, Q? Um, I don't want to, okay, Q, I don't want to use my influence badly, but just suffice to say, I need you, bud. I need, I need, <laughs> <laughs> I need a majority rule. No, I'm just kidding. And use those two fisted punch through the game. With. Yeah, listen, times are tough, okay? Yeah. I, need your, I need your mate, meaty fisting. <laughs> um, okay, no, but no, no, I'm just kidding. If it doesn't, if it doesn't reach it, that's okay. Um, I'll just need to find different co-hosts. Fine. <laughs> um, no, I, I, this game, this game for me is a goat all the way through and through it was from the moment from the moment i loaded it up and got to the loading screen to being surprised when i hit play that the same character i was looking at on the loading screen i was already playing the game to the last moment when i'm walking down from jotunheim after figuring out the big the big plot twist um it was it was absolutely described as an experience the whole there, I was not 
unentertained through just about every moment of of playing this game. It was a ride, and it beautifully done. It flowed really, really well. It was such a wonderful experience, and I was so engrossed in it. And uh, I mean, you know, introducing the Norse pantheon and like you know the mythology and all of that just added another layer of so much enjoyment and i had the pleasure of you know people from iceland and familiar with the languages and all that in my chat so they were like transcribing to me what some of the spells were and what people were saying and talking to me like i could only imagine for them how much more awesome it is playing throughout this game as they were like this is by far my favorite game it's so cool like this i grew up learning about all these people and it's just so much fun to see how they like they were satisfied with how they were portrayed and put into the game. And I think, you know, I have not cared this much about a single player uh, story driven game in a while. And this was just so refreshing and just a fantastic adventure through and through. Yeah. I'd love for a better combat system, but it was still a really fun combat system. You know, it was it was the experience of walking through the shoes of these characters that made it such an achievement. So I'm I'm going with a goat. Hell yeah. Well, I guess it's me. Um yeah, I didn't really care for it. Um just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah. Um this is yeah, one I, I think this absolutely deserves a goat title. I'm one of the greatest of all time. I think you would be I think if someone were to like to a history of video games you wanted to play the most influential games of all time you would be really remiss to leave this out of your out of your out of your uh criterion collection or whatever the hell um yeah i mean like so like so many of the problems that i expressed with the game and i think a lot of uh, everyone else a lot of the other people here expressed with the game um is simply like i just want more of it like the combat's great it would be better if it was more in depth like i'm I'm, i'm i know i'm kind of like putting words in some of your mouths or whatever but like that was like that's how i felt about it i feel like that i wasn't the only one with that sentiment like the game felt unfinished you know like implying like kind of like oh i kind of like it feels like it ended too soon like if your main complaint of like a lot of the things going on in it is like it's good it's maybe even it's great but like i just it felt like it could have been more i wanted more like killing animations the ones that are there are great but i wanted more of them like you know like the the enemies the enemies are great but it needs more variety like i think if the fact that like your main complaint uh, that our or my main complaint i should say i shouldn't put words in anybody's mouth is that like the things that are here are great it's just like i admit the things are so great that i would have liked more of it or more in-depth versions of it um you know as opposed to like th- uh, other games or or where like the main problems are just problems like um i withheld a goat from earthbound last week because i which i've played more of by the way um but and and to me it's like some of those systems are just not working like so some of the things that are happening it's not that i want more of it it's like this it, to me didn't execute it very well um, and I feel like this game didn't didn't have that issue. Um, it's one of the best character studies that done in a game ever. I feel like, um, uh, which is a common thing you'll see in like movies and and um, and books and other kinds of media. But games being still so early and it's it, still fairly in its infancy as far as an art form hasn't been attempted to this 
degree, this skill or scope. And I feel like what they set out to do, they executed very well. Is it a perfect game? No. Is it a perfect story? No. But what they set out to do, I think they achieved better than I think I've seen in any other game, both AAA and even indie games. Um, they just, they feel like they really, really did a great job with what they, what they did. Um, there's things I, things I think that they could have been better and hopefully they'll, this next entry will do that. Um, I think this entry has got a huge tall order to top the emotional arcs of this game. I wouldn't even be surprised if they didn't even focus on it. If they were just like, okay, the first game was the emotional part. Let's just make an adventure this time. I don't know. I, I, I don't think they should. You don't think, you don't think they should focus on the emotional thing. You no. think. You, what I said, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that there's not, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I, it's going to be hard to top. I mean, I guess they have this whole thing with, like, is Atreus going to break bad and kill Loki, which they hint at the trailer of the game when it shows the reverse silhouette of, of Atreus walking in the door, which is the exact opposite of Kratos walking in the door, and he's got the Loki horns. Mm. Oh, I'm so excited. Um. So anyway, um. yeah, I think this is a goat. Um. I think that anyone interested in video games should give it a shot because even if you end up not liking it, it tells us it's one of the best executed story driven experiences in gaming. Um, in my opinion. Um, um, so yeah, I think that's it. Um, all right. Well, assuming we're going with majority rules, which I still haven't decided, I guess that makes it a goat. Um, I guess I was right. I was wrong about Earthbound, but yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, let's let's wrap this bad boy up. Um, dear baby listener, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to our very long but hopefully interesting discussion of a good game. Um, Some uh, might say a goat game. Some might even say a goat game. Um, those in the right will say, okay, no, I'm going to, I'm a hundred percent kidding. I'm a hundred percent kidding. I'm not going to keep beating that dead horse. Um, let me reintroduce all of our wonderful co-hosts. Um, we have on alphabetical order. We have Q. Q, do you want to like plug your shit again? Yeah. Um, Q fell asleep. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was really fun playing the game. Um, always love hanging out and chatting with these guys. Uh, my name is rat parade. You can find me on Twitch rat underscore parade. Um, you got it right. And yeah, I had to look it up. <laughs> my own name. Uh, so you might be able to catch me playing some of these games um, or some GTA role play. Excellent. And then next up is RS. Next up is Rob. So, yep, Rob um, at Twitch at Super Captain Rob. That's the big place to catch me again uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, starting at 530 Central Standard Time. And saturdays usually at 3 p.m central standard time if you want to come by and hang out it's usually very silly and goofy uh we play games but mostly chat just distracts me um so yeah it's a fun time if you want to come by and hang out we'd love to see you excellent steve uh yeah my name is steve (laughs) um yeah, you can come check me out at uh, twitch.tv slash Steve for cheese. That's the number four. Um, are we talking about the podcast precinct at all? Yes, I'm going to I'm actually going to go back in time and mention it at the beginning when I'm editing it. And I'm going to mention it here in just a minute. OK, well, I, I just want to give a shout out to a couple of the shows there. Uh, your average. Okay. Ordinary. Yeah. 
Oh, well, let me just. Okay, so guys, g- huge news. We are. We- <laughs> so, I'm, I, if you're listening to this, at, so okay, you probably heard me say something at the beginning about this, um, and and so you're wondering why I'm fumbling around so much. That's because I forgot to mention it live. Um, and the version you heard was actually future Alan. Um, but now I'm telling you in real time that we got picked up on a podcast network called the network. Um, the podcast precinct is, uh, the subsidiary of it. I double checked with the owner. It is, (laughs) um, we have been picked up by the network, which is full of really great fun shows. You can check out their website at B B as in boy, boy, I, um, C boy again, P as in, um, uh, planet dash radio.com backslash podcasts. You can find us there as well as a bunch of other really fun shows. Um, so check it out, baby. Um, and Steve, you, you wanted to mention Steve has been a friend of that podcast network for a long time and he wanted to do some shout outs. I think. Yeah. I just, you know, I know they're giving us some shout outs. So I just figured we'd reciprocate here yes, please do. Uh, so i just want to give a shout out to your average ordinary you can find me on there a couple times um i'm going to be on this weekend coming up so i'll be out soon um eat sleep list is another great podcast as well as well as um what's going on with uh ben and tyler so shout out to all those guys um i know they're giving us some shout outs as well um yeah so i appreciate listen, it and i love you guys just listen to the latest episode of eat eat sleep Wait, eat sleep list. Yes, um, uh, just today finished it earlier. Today. They did a just video game boss. Is it that one? Yeah, that's the one I did. I was like, oh, oh this one. I gotta listen to that one. That one sounds I good. On that one. Um, I was jealous. I was like, do you need someone for that? Yeah, if only I had come on the network sooner, I could have been like, well, you know, I'd if you should probably talk to me. Um, and then uh, let's see, that's Rob. And then Zachary, go ahead and plug yourself right in there. Yeah, you know, if you're uh, bored, you can find me eventually on twitchtv.com slash Zach and Tax Games. That's Zach with an H. Um, there's links to, like, my social medias. I post cute dog pictures on Twitter and Instagram from time to time. Um, you know, like I said, be back to streaming uh, pretty soon. Uh, working on a couple things. Got a couple ideas that I'm cooking up and just want to see what the... Uh, feasibility is um in the house that i live in right now my office is kind of cramped so i'm hurting for space because i'm surrounded by all my hobbies ah yes i know the feeling the walls are closing in um and um and my name is um alan newton my i go by figgio or figgy um, my my Twitch handle is twitch.tv backslash figgy underscore O. I have a freshly minted Twitter account too that I have I haven't twoten yet. Um but uh you can find me at, at figgy underscore O there as well. Um the and some housekeeping stuff. So yeah, like I said, huge news. We have been picked up by the network. The network. Um and I'm gonna mention it one more time. You can check out the website there at B I C B P dash radio.com backslash podcasts. Um some really great content on there. I've been perusing um uh there's another video game podcast which is called Retro Bliss. They they're really great and listening to them. If you like retro games, they're they're fantastic. Um Let's see what other things um, we have a goat games podcast, Twitter account also freshly minted on uh, right. Uh, and it's at goat games pod. We have a Facebook page also freshly minted. You can tell I was, I've been busy. 
Um, and we have an e- we have an email at goatgamespodcast at gmail.com. Send in your listener questions about games, about us, about Twitch, about whatever you want. If there any of them are interesting, we'll maybe we'll talk about them. Maybe we won't. I don't really know yet, but we'd love to hear from you. Um, <laughs> right now we're shouting into a void and we can't hear back from you. And I would love to hear back from you. Um, and I think that's about it for the housekeeping. Um, next month or next episode, we are going to be playing Super Mario World. Um, one of my favorite platformers ever. Um, that's the SNES one. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, you can catch us on our Twitch. Some of us will be hopefully playing that beforehand. Um, I think that's about it. Any other, um, oh, I need to put this in my script. Um, Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you like the podcast, go and put a review. And if you didn't like it, go lie. It's for a good cause. Um, it really helps and, uh, with the algorithm know, like, bull crap. It does. It does. I don't fully understand it. Um, it's, uh, but yeah, it helps us. And on like, follow, subscribe, whatever you got to do on whatever platform you're doing to make sure you catch our ne- next episodes. Woo! Okay, everyone. Uh, so I think the sign off is going to be GG's. Do we want to do it together like a big group GG's or should I just do it? You just do it, man. Okay. Y'all don't seem very excited about GG's. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, everyone. Till next time. GG's. Steve, I felt like you were a little quiet last time. Not to put you on blast. I can edit that out. But do you want to start us off talking about the story? <laughs> Damn, Figgy. Uh, okay. no, 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 no. It is 100% okay. You leave you that in, you coward. <laughs> no, it is 100%. Okay, so on. Wait, take a quick break. You know, well, you know what? I felt like I talked about audio when I talked about. I, want right, well, really talk I, about, I will talk like, about the story because I have a lot to say about. No, no, no. Story. I just want to emphasize that was not a call out. It is 100% no, you're okay. Fine. You're fine. You're fine. Anybody you're here. We all know. We're just I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to actually have to edit this out because people are going to be like, oh, my God, he's he's actually mad at him. <laughs> I will edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on the Goat I will Games edit it podcast. Out. <laughs> Goat Games music. derailed in episode three. Behind the pod. <laughs> the future is bleak. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all hated each other, but I figured we would always edit it to make it seem like we were. Funny. Yeah, right. It seemed like he, he would <laughs> add in laughter too. He would just yeah, take exactly. our streams, like clips yeah. of us laughing in our streams and just like, <laughs> Yeah. Does the cheese stink? An editorial by Figgy. <laughs> yeah. um, um, all right. Anyways, the story. Um, 